Welcome back, my friends, to the show that should probably end episode 426 of Vidya Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Rapares, coming to you from the Teddy Rossi Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want to get in on the studio naming action, patreon.com slash laser time. Who else is joining me? Uh, very tired Chris Antista. And a funny name. Doki Doki Literature Club member Matthew Allen. And special yeah. guest... I went to an aquarium today. Alex! Yay! Alex Masiati! My full day! Where else might people have heard your voice before? Well, if you watch Super Beard Bros on YouTube or Scary Game Squad on YouTube, those are two great places to go find me. Or... Or if you want to complete the loop a la the Brian Johnson underrated classic looper, you can go back and listen to my other podcast, Chiluminati Pod, which Michael yes. was on just this week where I we talked was. about a crazy psychic British Da Vinci Code that probably isn't real. But you know what? It was fun. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating to, to learn about this stuff. And I'm going to be on it again, hopefully, to, to, to get yeah, the in story. just a few days. Yeah. You, you left it on a cliffhanger. God damn it. It got away from me. It got yeah. too big. The story became too big. I couldn't believe how wild it was. And I had to like set the record straight about the Rosicrucians. So All if right. you like that type of tantalizing conversation, go ahead over to Chiluminati Pod. Chiluminati is the name of the show. Chiluminati Pod is just... A uh, weird SN version of it that I say all the time because I'm a automaton. But go check it out, Alex Fasciani, fresh from an aquarium. That's amazing. Do you still you need can't... a mask underwater? <laughs> no, nor do you need one in the aquarium, according wow. to the state of California. Wow. Ooh, ooh. Did what was the coolest fish you saw at the aquarium? Formaldehyde baby shark. Dang. You can't keep me down on aquarium day. Huh. Formaldehyde. It's too good. It was a formaldehyde baby shark. It's an old aquarium. Let me tell oh, you, wow. it looks. <laughs> If you go in there, it's like, uh, what's, uh, you know, like if you were just like in the 80s and everything is like Helvetica just painted on the walls yes. with like chain link fence. It's great. It's a great, it's a great old a, free aquarium. You mean like a baby shark or you saw like a fucking plasmid on the wall or some shit? Like <laughs> I saw a baby great white shark in a formaldehyde tank that I could have crawled in and preserved myself for wow. a years. The impossibility of death in the mind of someone living. Uh, <laughs> there's my Damien Hurst reference. You, you say like it's a really old aquarium, shark floating in formaldehyde. Like I just imagine like this Victorian aquarium run by a very very old man. He's like, all of our animals died, so now we keep them in formaldehyde tanks instead of water ones. He killed yeah. my grandfather, but he considered him a worthy adversary and respected him. <laughs> Are you from Cannery Row? Are you the doctor from Cannery Row? <laughs> oh, and then Spock. Jumps in wearing only a headband and underwear and listens to a whale. It just got really weird all of a sudden. In that accordion. Yeah, I was playing my music on the bus and he like took me out. I don't yeah. know what the problem was. I hate that. You just try to listen to your music. Yeah, yeah. My new wave punk rock, whatever. That, that's, that's my one complaint about that otherwise great movie. I don't know what genre of music that punk rock was listening. It's like to. when when Tony Soprano plays the N sixty four with one hand and you're like, Tony, what are you doing? Hey, it's Mario Kart. I'm gonna have a movie in like two Tony, years. Shut come up, on, kid. no, that's how you do that. Uh, don't tweet about it. His ghost will say, like, that's how I play in 64. And then people get on your case about it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I got that joke. I got that yeah, reference. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, we are at the, when we're recording this, it is June 30th. We are at the halfway mark of the year. And that, by tradition, means that it is time to look at our favorite games of the year so far. This is our Games of the Half Year, or Gothy Show. 
<laughs> I mean, whatever. I don't. I don't yeah. actually call it gothy, but don't actually touch like me. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's more of a mall gothy show rather than like right. you know, a hardcore yeah. gothy show. But uh, lots of good stuff coming out. Sorry, Jesus. I just pull a lollipop out of my ass. Damn it, gothy. But yeah, it's there's been a lot of good stuff coming out this year. Not. Well, not a lot of, but there have been some solid titles. I feel like this year is still just beginning to wind yeah. up. It's been a weird year so far, too. Like, a lot of people can't get the machines that uh, some of the yeah. best new games are coming out for, which is... I feel like that's the X Factor. Yeah. I feel like they yeah. just aren't gonna... They're just not giving us the good shit till, till everybody's ps5 and right like well that's yeah. i mean it, yeah because covid kind of took out a year this is like a year of catch-up but i i think it's been nice personally of like being able to actually focus on and play like the new release for a few weeks without having to worry about the next ones coming out it's like yeah you can kind of stew on these titles a bit more and, and while there haven't been as many quote-unquote bangers as the kids say like I, I mean, we have more than five on our list, and I was like, yeah, the, these these could be on this list. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's already a lot yeah. of good candidates. It's it's a the decent niche, year. The niche world is is thriving. The, indies every, every indies little, definitely yeah. stepped up, yeah, and, and yeah. with a few big bigger releases as well. Yeah. As I look at our list and see no indies, it's fine. Yeah, there's no indies. Well, there, there were some indies considered, I think, but uh, yeah, yeah. My, but my ultimately, they didn't they didn't make it. I'm sorry. There was a there was an indie considered that is now part of Sony Studios. Uh, with, between when it was submitted as a as an entry to now, it is it was it was absorbed into Sony. Right, right. they tried to pull a Microsoft on us. <laughs> Very mm. smart, Sony. Mm. Well, I I did see someone comment on that. They're like, well, the difference between the Microsoft acquisitions and the Sony is the stuff Sony's buying, and we're talking about Sony acquiring Housemark, I think. Uh, the yeah. stuff Sony's buying wasn't appearing on the other guy's console, so they're just locking in shit that's on their console. Whereas Microsoft's like, actually, we're uh, we're keeping all this, but that's the stuff over here on the Xbox side. So AAA uh, itch.io is what it is. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so there are a few rules to this. Obviously, since we're a small podcast, we can't really afford to be definitive. So these are the fi- our five favorite games that we played that we actually played this year and uh, we we put it to a vote including the three current hosts and former members of the show and guests including Alex to try and find the best through some sort of weird consensus but yeah shall we shall we just jump into it yeah then we will do so right after this do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash lasertime. We've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. I think we're all vaxxed, right? Mm-hmm. I, I got like my sister came in my house. Gross! Grow up! She walked. <laughs> she walked in my house, and like that's the first time that's happened in over a year. But yeah, like uh, having been around my family with no mask inside, like that's the first time any of that shit's happened in a year. And 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 I was talking to someone about it. Oh yeah, like I'm looking at some of my friends. Like yeah, they're just doing stuff again, and I still I still don't know how to do that yet. I wonder if there's a part of me that kind of enjoyed all the indoor time and the video game time. I just I haven't pushed myself to go out and be social yet. Have any of you? No, or I think absolutely not. You guys are. Uh, I'm, 
I'm still a few days before my my Antibody. time is up, mm-hmm. but uh, you know my my two weeks. But I, I, I'm I'm a little bit nervous about it because like I've I've lived like a fucking hermit for the past year and a half, so mm-hmm. it's it's a little strange to like oh now I can go out and do things, but who will who will I see? What do yeah. I want to do? That's, that's where I'm uh, at. Is like oddly, I, I can. The thing I'm most excited for is to go to Target, which I haven't done. Since oh, I've been going to Target this entire time. Yeah, I I got a haircut like I, right like mm. the day that I hit my two weeks after the second shot. I'm like, okay, it's time. It's been like eight months or something. But other than that, it's cutting your hair on your own, like Michael. No, no, my hair was yeah. just growing out. It's yeah, it, it is weird to think like, well, I don't need a haircut now, but when I do need one, I'll be able to have someone else do it for the first time in a year. You you have been cutting your own hair. Got a pair of clippers. It's it surprisingly look- easy to give yourself a crew cut. Uh, bullshit! Not with this fucking. God sneeze pubes on my forehead kind of shit. Like, I cannot <laughs> just throw clippers into this mess. Uh, you just give yourself, like, a little crew cut, and it looks like a professional did it. I hate oh, I'm very jealous you. of your hair. Always have. <laughs> so, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash laser time in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the laser time shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yeah. And we're back to talk about what? Yes. On the solstice at the end of June, as is tradition on BGA, we talk about As the sun rises into the sixth <laughs> house, it is once again time to begin with Number five. I like this character. Hmm, I don't. <laughs> I hope he stays around for the whole show. Mr. Whitmer, thank you for coming on such short notice. A great tragedy has fallen upon us, and I need a quick resolution handled with absolute discretion. Results and discretion are my speciality. Oh, that voice I'd recognize anywhere. Of course you would. Hitman 3. Yep. (laughs) I love that it's results and discretion, but only because the NPCs do a terrible job of recognizing this guy. Like, oh... (laughs) He has a new hat. Yeah. Totally he's, a different person. He's basically Roger from American Dad. Puts on a disguise and nobody that look person. at me. <laughs> he's impossible to draw. But you can't. What are you going to draw? A fucking dome? An yeah. oval? Yeah. Looks, you're, you're just starting yeah. with like the the outline of a Ken doll. Yeah. He's barely a human being. <laughs> they just draw Dizzy, just an egg with a face. That uh, clip is actually from my favorite chapter of the game, uh, Death in the Family. Where you go out to an old English manor house on the moor to investigate a murder that has happened when the family matriarch has tried to fake her own death. So she's going to have a funeral for herself, but at the same time, this other member of the family has died mysteriously. And you have to hit a private eye on the head so that you can take his clothes and pose as him and investigate the murder. That's That's one way it can go down. Obviously... There are a bunch of other ways because it's Hitman and, you know, it's it's all about creativity and encouraging you to find alternate routes to get what yeah, you this, need. Yeah, this level alone, I think, would have made this game make the list for me. This was like, is I'm trying to remember, for, for two, did they do the episodic thing like they did with one or was two all at once? But anyway, we... No, two, two did... It's all, all three yeah. chapters of this trilogy. No, 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 but same. Hitman 3 released all at once. It didn't do the, oh, we're going to piecemeal oh, out each level. Oh, you level mean, yeah, one, yeah, yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think, hit, yeah. I think two just dropped. Okay. But Dartmoor yeah. is definitely one of those, and this that's... It, it's one of those where you're like, man, I wish... I almost wish they would have done it that way, because I would have loved to just spend a month 
fucking around in Dartmoor. Like, there's so much going on in that level. Like, it's such a good clockwork level. There's so many little secrets. But it's basically Knives Out. It is Knives Out the video game level. Mm. It's like it's got all like the same like family member archetypes and shit like that. There's there's hidden passageways in this old mansion. Like it is I think Hitman at its best. Like what Hitman does really well at its best is is really showcased in Dartmoor. But uh, and I think Hitman 3 out of all of those of this new reboot trilogy is like it was really hitting its stride. It's like, yeah, these these guys totally know how to make this game, which is weird because now they're just moving on to Bond. So, <laughs> yeah, but well, they they started off with like this really big moment, which for for a smaller game like this is kind of a surprise that you uh, you skydive onto like the tallest building in the world yeah. in Dubai, and and it's it's just like the the peak of this skyscraper surrounded by clouds. So they don't have to render that much of the skyscraper, but just like standing on these like huge metallic outcroppings and like looking at the clouds around you is yeah. dizzying. And and it's a really effective illusion. And like I I, I was kind of just like grating my teeth the whole time I was looking for a way in to the building. And that that illusion that they were able to do that is is super they make that impressive. level Dubai feel very big too. There's there's a there's a lot of like yeah. Uh, multiple levels and stuff but then when you see the speedrunners do it you can literally beat that level within like the first six seconds when you're actually in the floor like because basically i guess the way the target when that level first starts he's like overlooking this presentation that's happening on, on this balcony and if you just run into like the bottom level room you can turn around and just take a take a shot at him with your gun and hit him in the head and, and end the level like it's that it's that quick so that's so fucking cool wow, and speaking okay. of the other games like, the other thing about Hitman 3 that makes it, like, super excellent is that it completes the, like, world of assassination yes. or whatever, which, yes. if you haven't played the Hitman games, especially these new ones, which are in this, like, new format, it is, like, I don't, if there is no stone unturned in, like, different, like, weird assassination fantasies that you could have, like, in your life now with that world of assassination. It's, like, a giant endless like masterpiece of perfect little hitman universes even the ones that like when they were drip feeding them didn't feel that great like in the context of like now i have like a fucking million to play it's like i don't know it just feels so like huge and like like really deep and and the the weird like uh, what's that movie with tom cruise where he goes over mission, and over mission, again oh uh, die uh, repeats uh, yeah, that's yeah. not the name but and uh, that's like five yeah, titles yeah, or whatever it is but uh it's it's it has that vibe where you just slowly i i remember the first time i played hitman one and that first little training level on the boat like i didn't move on from that level for like a week because i just did like everything i've never gotten very far in the series but not for any real criticism it's just like did i do that right i'm gonna go back and do that again because it, like i just didn't feel like i was beating the level properly but like that's sort of the point there is no proper way to do anything i think yeah. they nailed that with th two they really basically held started holding your hands through levels and saying like here's one of the paths and, and it mm -hmm. it's not really like a game where you're having to explore things which you, you can like if shit goes wrong but like mm -hmm. if you if you go into the clockwork the way they want you to, they will walk you through the level. And then you can even set it like, oh, I want to do it this way now. And then the fun in those games, though, comes from like, okay, now I completely know all the various scenarios in the level and I get to 
go between the walls of this clockwork and fuck with people. Cause I know this guy's going to be here at this point or whatever. Um, but what I think we should remind people what Alex is talking about this, this world of assassination is if you own either previous game, you could basically import them all into three, delete the other games on your hard drive. Cause you'd just be downloading the maps. And like when you open Hitman three, it's every map from one, two, three, and the DLC is all just right there and presented to you. It's like, yeah, you can play everything we've done so far in this one client. It was a little clunky, like how to do that and let, and let the system like recognize the rights you had to it and shit like that, especially if you were trying to move. Yeah, platforms. to get it there in yeah, the first but place. But once you yeah. got it there, it's like, this is ultra cool. Like, it's just like, yeah, I get, I, I get to play. It, it's, it felt to me like when you buy a remastered collection that has like three games on it just in one, like, but it was just in this one game. It, it was it was a really unique. But this whole series, the way they did this to Hitman reboot, is really unique and never been done before. And I wish, kind of wish more developers would copy that model and just be like, yeah, you know. We're, yeah, we're I mean, they went, they fully went like all in on mm-hmm. this. Like uh, that, it, it is like the ultimate hail mary pass. And honestly, Hitman Three is. I haven't I haven't beaten it yet, but it is like. I'm having. I can't believe how good it is. Yeah, the not not to spoil too much, but the the ending, the end game, the final level is really really good, even though it's a bit more linear. It's a lot different. Yeah, than every. It feels more like a feels more like a Goldeneye level, like a Bond level, like and and that that's bit, what this series really bit. nails is at times it feels like Bond, but most of the time it feels like Mission Impossible. Like it it, it rides these this fine line. I, I think one of my very favorite moments might be the well, it's it's the level that's in China. Where there's like this, this big urban environment that you have to get around. And then your ultimate goal is to get into this secret underground facility that's run by this assassination agency. And there are a bunch of ways you can do it. My favorite way is by posing as this agency representative and uh, getting this woman to lead you on a tour around the agency. And then you get introduced to the head of the facility, which is your target. And she wants to demonstrate this program to you. That we, we have perfected this AI for predicting people's behavior. Watch, fire any of these employees and they will respond in predictable ways. Three employees unaware that I can accurately predict their behavior. Firing them will result in an already clearly defined reaction. Jeremy Bolt, the guard in the lower left is as tough as nails when on duty. But in private, he's a real mummy's boy. If fired, he will immediately call his mother... And at her advice, seek out who he considers his best friend for support. My personal guard, as it stands. Me? Really? Well, explains why he's always next to me at lunch. And she'll like, well, I'll just leave you to it. And then you can figure out like, okay, how do I strategically fire these people and turn this all to my advantage to set up the assassination? It's just so, I don't know. It, 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 it's the perfect, it's kind of like Metal Gear Solid where mm-hmm. they really understand like how to do it real and really like, actually move you emotionally but also like at the same time you have that has like end of groundhog day energy uh, and and it just makes everything just feel like you're like almost like an omnipotent god being yes <laughs> it's, fucking, it's fucking great yeah. it's funny too we should point out like the costumes and like the lines people give you when they don't recognize you in costume and stuff is just like it's I think uh, I think Tony Wilson on, on his on Framework channel on on YouTube he he broke down like the humor of this series and it's actually like this really funny series it's like yeah you can kill people with a fish you know mm-hmm. like they'll they'll give you funny shit and it, it gets really slapsticky but 
it's hilarious. You can uh, you can poison pizza and deliver it to some bikers, and then they'll get sick, and you can murder them in the bathroom or whatever. Yeah, yeah. you can do that in real life too. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. It's easy. Yeah. Try it. It's great. No repercussions, <laughs> just like in a video game. The podcast was canceled. <laughs> I put a bunch of guys in a wine press and squished them all at once oh, in this yeah, game. Like, yeah. Oh, man. That, that was a classic. That's a lot yeah. of fun. And I think there's like a video of somebody just like hurting all the guests into the wine press and just <laughs> yes. repeatedly killing them over and over again. Yeah. I, I watched that. I, I watched uh, that whole thing. Oh, so good. Yeah. I, I think I just pushed a woman over a railing. Like, you know, there's standing around the railing and like, oh, we can see way down into the wine press facility. And I'm like, whoops. Oh, yeah. yeah. I definitely did that in Dubai. Like, one mm. of the target, he's like, yeah, come with me and we'll overlook my empire. And, oh! and you're like, I'm mm. sorry. Get a closer look at it, sir. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Hitman 3, fantastic. But we're just getting started here, so let's move along to... Number four. Chris, that's a sound that you should be familiar with. I didn't hear it. My dog was be- he's hiding from thunder. What's going on? Oh, okay. Well, that <laughs> is the sound that Bowser makes when he spins up okay. and gets all big and comes down to wreck your shit in Bowser's Fury. Which Bowser's is a Fury. Yeah. This is not that's a real sound game. that I make when I eat <laughs> five different items from Taco Bell and go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. So we're sort of bending the rules a little bit here. Our, our rules for this list are always like, it has to have come out this year. It can't be a remake or a remaster or a port. But this was packaged with a remaster that took top billing, which was Super Mario 3D World, plus Bowser's Fury. And Bowser's Fury was kind of like positioned as DLC or something. And it, in my opinion, was very much not. It It is a very different game. It plays more similarly to... Super Mario Odyssey than to uh, 3D World, and it's but, it's like but an a, actual persistent open world instead yeah. of just large levels and yeah. with a one big hub. It's just instead one big giant persistent world, and I didn't think I wanted that in a Mario game, and it turns out that was really interesting. Yeah, it and, made me. It was like a. It felt. It felt like a pitch document, like from the yeah. Mario team being yeah. like, guys. Get ready for some shit. We're gonna fuck you up. Also, Mario Sunshine is a tight game. Actually, goodbye. Like, yeah, I, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I'm like, talking about. <laughs> kind of like the vibe. I was like, okay, okay, guys. I'm 30. I get this. I, you're, I'm picking up. What you you're know what it down. felt like to me is like when we used to see all these Mario demos, like 100 Marios that never came to fruition. Like mm-hmm. Bowser's Fury feels like it should just be on some. DD 64 DD somewhere. Like, yeah, that, that never actually happened. It is, it is the only time in history I've ever asked a friend at Nintendo, like. What the fuck was up with it? Was that an unfinished game? Where did that come from? Like, do this all the, why can't you do this all the time? I don't need to wait seven years for a Mario game. Give me a 10 hour Mario game. Yeah, one of these Uh, a year. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, it's it's like six to 10 hours. And it's, uh, it's not just an open world, but it is an evolving open world. Like, as you do things, new areas will kind of rise up out of the muck and you'll get to explore new things and tackle new puzzles. I swear that's the kind of thing every 3D Mario has promised to do, but it is always a, an open hub world where you then enter completely disconnected levels. Mm. Yeah. There's none of that here. No. Nope. Everything is happening all the time, and you can see it in the distance. 
I yeah, also and think I'm, this counts because like so many people like myself didn't own Wii U's and didn't get to play Super Mario 3D World, which frankly is is not as good as Bowser's Fury, but it's no, still like a decent really like Mario yeah. title. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. Even in terms of the restoration that they did to that, like I just love that you're faster and jump higher. It is yeah. less hard. The things that I found frustrating are not frustrating anymore. Big tip of the cap to 3D World, but the innovation in Bowser's 3D World, I almost hope they don't revisit it and make a whole game out of it. It's just such an interesting diversion. Like clearly made in the same engine with all these all these wonderfully incorporated Mario institutions. I love the I love just being able to hold five power-ups at all times, treating mm-hmm. Mario a little more like Mega Man, like use this when you need it. Yeah. Uh, hold on to it until then. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's in Mario 3, almost, you know what I mean, in a way, but it's like, they're thinking about it, they're like, just thinking about it in a modern way, like, I, it's just, I, it really, like, just feels like they're, like, it could possibly be that they're in a room all together, like, we can literally do anything with Mario, he's the greatest thing, like, he has a complete carte blanche reputation every time, purely on his name, like, let's just fucking get wild, and I would love for them to do anything else now that they've done this i'm like i'll play give yeah. me another old mario game and give me another new mario game i'll take it he's got a second tactics game out what can he not do give <laughs> yeah. me that give, give me, me a that. gta clone in new donk city where he drives around in a mario kart and steals other people's mario karts Hell and yeah. drives around. I, I that, that is so i was li- that literally passed through my head just now I, like right before you said that that was so crazy i'm gonna need that that mario fps i keep angrily tweeting Nintendo about hmm. Ponage! <laughs> There's no reason he shouldn't be in Splatoon as at least like a skinned character yeah. or something. Like, let me... Yeah, why not? There's just so much story. Come on. I mean, I'm not going to fall for that game again, so like, I t- <laughs> might as well try something. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, hear me out. Mario fighting game. And since like the, the Mushroom Kingdom roster isn't that big, you could incorporate characters from other <laughs> Nintendo yeah. games, possibly other publishers' games. Like yeah. Tekken and Fire Emblem 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 and also Fire Emblem. And then, get this. And, then... and get this. Let's promote it by putting a bunch of guys in suits in Las Vegas and having a title fight on the internet yeah. in the same time as American Pie. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. So Bowser's Fury, anyway... <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I love the, the dynamic of this game that, like, most of the time it's just regular, happy 3D Mario. The music's happy, the action's happy. It sounds like this. Isn't, isn't that lovely? And the whole time, in the middle of the world, this spiny turtle shell is slowly spinning and growing and eventually just gets real big and explodes out as Bowser and corrupts the world with ink and darkness. And the way that you deal with him is like, while this gigantic turtle dragon is menacing you, you have to find your way to the nearest uh, cat shine. And if you activate it, it will ignite a nearby lighthouse and there's this there's this real feeling of pushing back the darkness with this. It's like a light shining out of the middle of a nightmare and and just returning things to normal. But even even the way this sounds, I love it.
just this ghostly light piercing the darkness, and like Bowser's like, "Oh man, I gotta go shove him back to the middle of the world now." It almost gonna... felt like a raid boss or something. Like it just is mm-hmm. so like randomly yeah. out of the blue. Yeah, it'll just it, it's or like the nemesis. It'll just come fuck up your shit at any given time, and you now have to drop whatever you were doing and deal with this. Eventually, you will be able to awaken the giant bells and become giant cat Mario and then it becomes big uh you know just wrestling match in like a tiny version of the open it's world between you and Mario Bowser. Kaiju with dark ass fucking metal it, it's ridiculous as if yeah. this game didn't already have enough to love about it yeah and the Mario realizes that the big cat suit is actually like kind of his mother and it's like fucking him up a little bit and he, <laughs> it's like, like what is that cat suit really cat is it an suit angel is itself <laughs> One of the best things I got from Club Nintendo. Wait, do I have him here? I have a keychain with Cat Mario on it okay. that I got. Hey, I got just look, at that. look at that. Nice. Right there. I've got a terrible water bottle. Hmm. I got a rock. <laughs> I got the world's cheapest Christmas ornament. Like, literally, I'm like, oh, this is like a 50-cent Christmas ornament. You just plastered Mario's face on. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Uh, yeah, speak, well, speaking of that metal. Yeah, speaking of metal. There, there are actually lyrics to Bowser's theme song, and I notice there's been a lot of Leasing them. speculation about it, about what the lyrics are. I, I can't understand anything here, but maybe someone else can. <laughs> Said ah, but you know, <laughs> it was uh, you've got to be tonight, tonight. Let's fighting love. Ah, okay. and, makes sense. And, 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 oh, okay. Yeah. I heard something He's about just, I've got to be big gay Bowser to me, heavy <laughs> gay Bowser. <laughs> oh, it's you know, he's, yeah. he's owning it. Mm-hmm. Can I borrow a feeling? <laughs> also, this is unique in that, like, you are partnered. This is another not quite nemesis game, but Mario partners up with Bowser Jr., who the second player can play as. And uh, and collect stuff, and and Bowser Junior is actually extremely useful to have around if you just make it so like yeah he will occasionally engage with enemies and he'll collect items for you. It's it's great. Yeah, purely just as a like a storage thing. It's yeah. great. And uh, I, I was lucky enough to be uh, gifted a bunch of amiibos, but one of the hardest ones to track down was Bowser Junior's. Really? And it, it yeah, it finally had a use, and it's one of the few that Nintendo reprinted, and from a really small character. Because not only did Bowser Jr. himself have more use in this game than any game ever before, his amiibo did too. Nice. Well, what did it do? I don't know. I've never taken one of these fuckers <laughs> out of the package. I'm not an idiot. I'm not an idiot. I take all of them out of the package. Anyway. Yes. I don't have any. This is That is my retirement plan. Really? You're going to buy your way onto the yes. Ark off the planet <laughs> with a bunch of amiibo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this, this is just a, a fantastic thing if you haven't tried it. For Switch, go pick it up. Even if you don't like Super Mario 3D World, it is so markedly different that I think it's worth the price of admission by itself. It is a lot of fun. It was a nice surprise and a breath of fresh air at the beginning of the year. But clearly, it's been outdone at least a little by... Number three! You cannot believe how honored I am to deliver the Emperor's glorious fury. First to you, and then to those monks. A lot of shooting, a lot of screaming, uh, constantly running low on gun fuel. What what game is this? Oh, 
That's uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I even recognize the gun he's using in there from the electrocution sounds. I'm like, oh, yeah, I love yeah, using that yeah, gun. Yeah, the chain lightning gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so have either of you, um, Alex and Chris, have either of you played this? No! Well, oh, about, how was I, I about supposed to do three this? hours onto it last week? Oh. It's it's so good. So you you played probably the showcase graphical level, the one with the parade Dude. floats and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, man. Dude, it was amazing. And... <laughs> I, I don't really like play all the Ratchet and Clank games. That's not like a big. I'm not like into them. I, I don't know why. It's not like a roast on them. It's mm-hmm. just like miss me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was so surprised at how much it had evolved since like the last one I played like ten years ago or whatever. Like uh, it feels like everything they learned from Spider-Man is like here. Like you move so much like a fucking superhero. You're just like flowing from move to move. It feels great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dashing the dash is just fantastic. Just speed around everywhere. Yeah, it, Which, it just yeah. feels really, really good to play. Like this is the best Ratchet's ever been. I think. I, um, I just love that they don't fuck around. Like Ratchet games are collectathon games. Like they definitely fall under that genre of like, yeah, I got to find the gold boats, bolts and stuff. But they're like, here, here's a map that shows you where everything is. You still got to get the power that gets you to that thing. But it's just like because you have so much fun just traversing the environments like when you get those fucking rocket skates oh my god like going back through old levels is like a joy because you're basically just like rollerblading and then jump flipping over shit and Mm. you know you're swinging from those things that just hang in the air randomly wall running like it's yeah it it, you wall running that thing that looks like the sparklers truck you know from you know when that would bring the water bottles they got those shiny like little (laughs) coin things on it very specific reference there from yeah. child of the eighties, but uh, no, but but then like the the combat, I mean that's that's where it's at. Is like it's so fun to use every weapon in the game, and it just almost becomes a game of like juggling your various guns to be like, okay, so I'm gonna throw down this gun that's like a it's a mushroom and his wife that will draw aggro and shoot the enemies, while I then draw put lay down this sprinkler that turns enemies into shrubberies and then I'm going to hit them with this gun that's going to damage them extra because they're turning into like frozen shrubs. It's fucking yeah. dope. Dude. I love the, the topiary bomb and the pixelator might be my favorite weapons. I don't know if the pixelator was like a pre-order bonus. It was in my arsenal to start with. Oh, really? Pixelator yeah. oh, you really? don't get until um, your second, your new game plus on this one. Really? Huh? Yeah. I, yeah. I just started with it and uh, it's, that's wild. It's great. It just, turns enemies into like more pixelated versions of themselves and then when they die they just become like these 2d mosaics that you can shatter into a bunch of little cubes yeah so satisfying yeah there's there's two guns that are that are new game plus exclusive that's one of them and and it's like just yeah when you start a new game plus they're like look you've already leveled up every other weapon here's two new toys to play with so you you know as you go back through it again and that that's also part of the joy of these games is you level up your guns and get them more and more powerful just by using them so it kind of encourages you like hey you should rotate out your weapons as much as possible like actually if i have one complaint about the game there's not really an elegant solution for changing more than one weapon like you can hit i think it's triangle to go back and forth between the last thing you use but you Mm -hmm. have to pull up that weapon wheel to do anything else and it's like i found i was pausing combat a lot just to go into the weapon wheel and and grab a new weapon and then keep firing which well part part of it is because you run out of ammo so fast so it's yeah, just like, all right, pull it up. What isn't glowing red? Okay, that <laughs> the topiary bomb. I'll use that. But sure. This game also, though, like if you connect, enough, if you collect enough gold bolts through your first playthrough, 
it will unlock infinite ammo and they let you turn on that cheat and still get all the cheat or all the trophies like oh, they nice. don't give a shit they want you to play with like all the systems they're like yeah have fun whatever that's actually something that i want to give props to insomniac for in general is that mm-hmm. like I don't. This is like a, this is like something I've been sitting on. I, I'm so happy that I have a chance to soapbox about this just for a second. It's literally like every video game that you buy that's like a huge AAA game. They're like, and you can't beat it for 400 hours. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest thing. You get more value per dollar than you will ever get. And Insomnia is like, or Insomniac is like, okay, here is everything in the game. You can comprehend it, even like. Uh, Spider-Man or uh, that one on Xbox that's kind of like Jet Set Radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, any of those games, it's like you you don't even have to worry. You're gonna like finish it. I've like Spider-Man is like an easy like motivated platinum that I didn't have to get angry at the game and I didn't beat uh, uh, Rift Apart yet, but uh, obviously I work in the same office as the completionist where he does literally everything in every video game and these ones are always like it's not that hard. It doesn't take that long, and it's like a fun ass time. It never you you never like get out of the honeymoon phase before you finish the game. And I obviously didn't beat it, but the the levels that I did do, it just feels that way. It just you're like you're like I will be able to beat this. You know what I mean? Yes. Which is a great feeling in 2021. They're 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 always about 12 to 15 hour games for like a really good completionist run. And then if you do New Game Plus, they, they always throw in extra challenges and stuff where you could easily get 20 to 30 hours out of it if you just keep playing it. There's collectibles and all kinds of fun stuff. But to, And then they've already supported this one, I think, with a few things since launch. Even like, I think they just patched it. There's like 120 hertz mode, which is like, hmm. there, there's some cool shit going on under the hood with this game too that's yeah, one thing we haven't looks talked like about a is fucking the movie yeah. yeah the riffs themselves are pretty dope it's like i wish they would have used them a bit more in gameplay but it's like oh you can hop around the world and use it for traversal or use it to like warp behind enemies for shit but then it's like it's also just like this cool tech trick of like oh uh during this level someone's gonna open a rift and you're gonna go into this new planet where there's like dinosaurs all around you or some shit like that and it's like there's no loads it just seamlessly is like okay you're here now you yeah know, yeah remember that one hour long boring ass presentation that mark cerny gave right before the yes. playstation came oh, out yes. this was this was like the fast motion actually fun version of that mm-hmm. explanation of like what is actually cool and next gen about the ps5 and I don't know. It's great. Looks like Pixar made it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And and it deserves props also for making me want to hunt down lore items. There's like that that world where it's just like, oh, go find all the lorbs, the the lore <laughs> yes. orbs, and and it's just like, oh, I don't want to do this. They're all over the map. And then I like found one of them, and it's just like this guy talking about like, oh yeah, so I went to map this other dimension, and it's you know it's it's a strange one like there's a creature there it looks sort of like a lombax but he's got shorter ears and like a crooked cane and uh really sneaky like ah that's those that's the audio log reference i was telling you about where like yeah yeah, yeah. they have some they have obvious cameos and then they have some real subtle cameos yeah yeah one of them was just like they talked about like oh there's a dimension just like full of really smart cubes it's like is that just intelligent cube the old playstation (laughs) game there's something i'm missing here um, I don't know. There, there's also a, a call out to um, Sunset Overdrive in like yeah. there's a jukebox that has like the the pizza theater band, like the animatronics yeah. jumping around. You can also like change the bolts into the Sunset Overdrive like energy drinks, and oh, I did nice. that because it makes it like way easier to see them. Like oh. and I was like, oh yeah, hell yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do that. Not just like this dust cloud of particles that's swarming toward yeah, you. Yeah, it's it's these giant 
soda cans, basically, real hard to miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Also, shout outs to uh, putting a girl character in the game yeah. and not yeah. making it into like a weird, like shoehorned in like romance subplot. Yeah, because she's, like, she's cool. an alternate dimension version of you. That would yeah. be totally weird. Well, like, uh, yeah, she, well, she speculates on that early on. I have a clip. You're nefarious. He looks a lot like mine. Evil like him, too. And that Lombax. I know it might sound crazy, but... You think he is your dimensional counterpart. Or something. Look, whatever's going on here, we're gonna fix it. We? I thought robots are not your thing. That's why she always loses in this dimension. (laughs) Like that that's the thing that like Nefarious wants to open Dr. Nefarious wants to open up a portal to a dimension where he always wins and the reason that he always wins in this dimension is because Rivet never formed a partnership with a robot sidekick. Oh, with with, with in in her dimension it's Kit. Yes. And then yeah, you you learn there's some reasons. We won't spoil that, but like I actually do also love the fact that um a rivet's awesome, and so is the Kit character. And I, I commented before when we talked about it, like there's really good writing for a Ratchet and Clank game. It's mm-hmm. like I care about these characters, but also I've I've been seeing kind of you know think pieces online of people talking about. Uh, technically, Rivet has a disability. She's missing an arm. She has a robot arm, yeah. you know. And and Kit can do this thing that you might classify as a disability. She can kind of she hulks out every once in a while. Yeah. But um, well, Clank can do the same thing. It's just that I guess Kit has worse control over it. But they don't. They don't like focus on their disabilities as like this thing it's just like yeah this is a character with a disability and we're moving on we don't mm-hmm. we don't have to highlight things about yeah. it it's, it's like a really mature way of, of dealing with it and meanwhile a nefarious who always wins is just completely insufferable are we done having fun come on give it up for rivet and her first victory kind of a douche this also introduces a new character named glitch uh who talks constantly and is extremely nervous and has anxiety even though she's a an antivirus program that you load into computers and then control i rerouted the energy away from that stupid stupid virus no more shield it can shoot now too uh, 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 no problem i can find some cover yeah, they were they were gonna name her McAfee, and I'm really glad they went away with that <laughs> from that decision. Like, smart move. Yeah, smart yeah. Move. can't can't have her fucking whales and committing suicide. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, the whale fucking Jesus. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, I don't I don't think he ever actually fucked whales. He just went on a weird tirade about how it should be legal to fuck whales. It was a, it was a competition he was talking about. He's like, yeah, there's this thing in Belize or whatever, mm. wherever it was. Yeah, they compete to see who can do it the Gi- longest. Giant libertarian fest where we fuck all the whales we want, doing no harm. <laughs> <laughs> they love it. What can I say? Yeah. God gave them a blowhole for a reason. <laughs> anyway. Think they'd tolerate it if they didn't enjoy it? They're huge. The sea was angry that day, my mm-hmm. friends. Anyway, Ratchet and Clank <laughs> Rift Apart is really good. Ah. <laughs> it's just the tops. You didn't but, know. But uh, clearly, you guys didn't like it as much as... Number two. And that's how that game sounds to me, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, not to me. That's number two? Yeah, it's number two. Because there's a good number one, but uh, yeah, this is Monster Hunter Rise. Oh, my bad. I was... Wrong Capcom game. Mm. Hey, 
yes, this game was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Best, kind of my best, yeah. my favorite game of the year. Um, you know, I, I'll say I'm the the Monster Hunter non fan of the group, but I think this is easily the most accessible that Monster Hunter has ever been. Oh, by far. You know, if you just want to get out there and hunt monsters, it doesn't make you worry about a bunch of secondary stuff like, oh, you should have hit this thing with a tracker. Uh, so that you could follow it across the map when it eventually runs off to go to sleep. All, all that stuff is much more streamlined, much more easy. It's just about tracking down the monsters and getting into these big Dark Souls-like boss fights. Even more even more streamlined than World, which had already mm-hmm. really streamlined the series. That was my first real dive into the series. Yeah, and well, like... well, World streamlined a lot of the series' staples, but then added a big convoluted layer of nonsense for next geniness sake. And it is, is great, but it's really big kind of needlessly big mm-hmm. whereas this was fucking tight it was the old yeah. school monster hunter formula um with everything great they learned from world and every you can do everything really really fucking fast and it's way harder when you want when you want it to be mm-hmm. than world was because world i never had any problem with even late in the dlc game world yeah, wise really i like would say it, it. Yeah. It, it feels just as big map wise like you know it's just like it which is so strange because like this thing's running on the Switch, which there's got to be some kind of witchcraft or voodoo making that happen. Like it's, it should it's not, not as, be possible. It's not as, it's not as pretty as World. It, it which I, isn't. I never really noticed because I mostly play my Switch in handheld mode. You know, like I'm just like sure. laying back on the couch. Yeah. Like you don't, you wouldn't notice that. But yeah, on, I guess yeah, on a screen, obviously it's it's a different deal. But I notice now, still, man, Joy-Con drift in a Mario Golf game. It's like oh I could, <laughs> bad. I might murder people like to drag a shot that far to the left when you forget. Oh yeah, the controller's broken. Sorry, just my. But now my character walks to the left in Monster Hunter. That's that's the worst of oh, it. Oh yeah. But, but even even that's the thing is like this is a game you probably should play with a pro controller. But I played in yeah. handheld mode just fine, and those controls with still drift. work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I will say, I didn't play this a huge amount. Uh, I I usually put hours on hours into Monster Hunter games ever since. I feel like an old man who had to walk 15 miles in the snow every time I talk about the claw yeah. hand. The old days. On, yeah, yeah, the old yeah days. on PSP. The PSP. Oh, that shit. Actually, like, I had to go to a, like, comic book shop on a specific day for, like, six hours into the night just to play with people. But but uh, I, I didn't play Rise too much, too much. But the one thing that's so weird is that, like, the Palamutes, which to me were, like, according to the marketing materials, like, the big thing for this game... I didn't really find myself using them very much or, like, mm. finding them to be a great addition to the game. Is that weird? Uh, when I... you went, uh, doing a sick drift on my own dog, because yeah. he does look like my dog, Biscuit, <laughs> uh, That it's a really fast way to get around. Yeah, yeah that's in, true. In terms and of the fighting, really drawing aggro, they're just like the Palicos. Like, they don't really draw that much aggro, but... In terms of what Chris was talking about, like making everything faster, mm-hmm. they do yeah. really make it easy to get around those maps. Yeah. It's like it's like, it's like having a horse. But yeah, I, I, w- I would agree with you, Alex. Is like there are certain maps though that almost encourage you. You should do that, and I'm totally forgetting the name of the the thing that the something flies. The oh the right. the little green thing. Well, well, it's like the thing where the you basically fly. can use it to to like whip yourself forward. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are some maps like Micah, our friend of the show, is pointing out like you're supposed to climb up on top of the map and just kind of like swing from from wall to wall and section to section, and that's the quickest way to get around the map. Yeah, it's it's you've never been able to move about a Monster Hunter game this fast. Wire bugs, that's what they're called. Wire, Wire bugs, thank bugs. you. 
Yeah, but but also the, those factor. There's there's like a couple. There's like two wire bug attacks per weapon. Like I, I use mm. I use one of the guns in this one, like the heavy artillery one, and it's like yeah, one of my attacks is it's like this shield where if they hit me, I then build up this counter attack that's really super strong and explodes in their face basically. But it's like uses up one of your allocation of wire bugs. It's it it adds like a nice layer of tactics to the combat. It's like you know, and and to non Monster Hunter fans, they'll be like, whoa, that's one more thing to manage. But it's never overwhelming. Like it's all very easy to manage like, in the combat. Yeah. I, I should download this again. It's I, it is good actually, but it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like a drug. You don't it have it's like an ex girlfriend. You're like, <laughs> oh, you. I think what I've learned. This is my second really deep dive in a Monhun game. Is like, I will the first week or two coming out, I'll put 200 hours in and then I just kind of walk away. And I know they support these things. Like they've added like a final boss since I stopped playing, and I'm like. Real tough for me to go back. There's a big, Real big tough. new update last week, and the DLC is always free. Yep. But I mean, it's it's a lot more rewarding if you know Monster Hunter. It's like, oh fuck, you can fight the T-Rex and the Diablos now. And even I was like, oh, I'm gonna fire this back up. Don't and then I say Mario that. Golf. It's yeah. so hype. It's yeah. so hype. I mean, I mean, yeah. For me, like, I've just, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I lack whatever gene uh, makes you love Monster Hunter. But like, I, I enjoyed I this. You refuse, you refuse to play with us ever. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <Yeah>. <laughs> that gene's called skill, Michael. Yeah, you, uh, but, <laughs> no, I, I mean I'm I'm okay with this. Like I I have fun with it. There's just like whatever hook is needed to make me want to keep playing it. Like I it it hasn't hooked me that way. Like, I always say, feeling feeling like you're good at a game. It's like a very very polite Dark Souls. Mm. And when you fought a monster like I don't know up to six times, and like I can take this fucker down in like two two and a half minutes. He, he took me almost the entirety of the mission the first time I met him, and now I can take him down in two minutes. It's really satisfying, yeah. and most games don't ask you to get good at them anymore. Mm. Just pass them. Yep. And, yeah. And it has that feeling of, like, picking up the dirt and, like, tasting it and being like, <laughs> he A plane crashed here. Yeah. Oh, yes, the, uh, <laughs> the, the Chuck Norris, right, from Walker, yes. Texas Ranger. Yes, yes. R.I.P. Conan, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, as Conan pointed out during his, yeah, his uh, Walker lever whatever the hell you call that thing mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's it maybe i just want to get past it and not good at it but i do love the the japanese-ness of this game that is like the first real yeah. samurai monster hunter like everything is just like feudal era japan and like even when they introduce the mo- a new monster like a new boss it gets a poem to accompany it on the road to perdition <laughs> the movie <laughs> stands a false sentry with a devilish mission. Once it sparks movement, it puts its tail in position. Its plan to pelt prey coming into fruition. And that is that giant uh, monkey snake boss. I'm blanking on his name, but uh, oh yeah, no, he's awesome. He's one of the. I think the new. He's one of the new monsters this time around, isn't yeah. he? I think so. He's in know. like the the first part of the game. The first few hours, you'll fight him. He does that shit uh, where his tail hand, which looks like one of those like sticky hands you used to get from the coin machines yeah. in grocery stores, it, mm-hmm. it will throw either like stun things at you or. To just randomly throw fruit that you can use to heal yourself. You just like run around frantically picking up the fruit, and it's like a good healing item. It's mm-hmm. wild. You're just like, yeah. why are you doing this? And I, and yeah, yeah th- there's also the uh, the part we're not talking about, which is the every so often like, oh, got to do a tower defense bit. 
Where, Hate those bits. Yeah, Hate the, the rampage is coming through. Got to set up defenses for the rampage, and the rampage is being preyed <laughs> upon by an even bigger monster, and I love the name. That monster is known as Magnum Hollow. It basically just means big bad. How do they get Thomas Hayden Church for the game? That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in the game's defense, call as many people as you can in for those rampage quests. Yeah. You can get them yeah. done real fast, farm a bunch of decent stuff. Um, I, I didn't like them solo either, but like I always called people in. Yep. And they're just a snap when you do that. I don't. That's like the one misstep I think in the that's in the game. Is the, that like, always been a thing? Because World had no. remember those levels too of like fire a cannon at this giant. There's there's, there's always like shit like that in the games, but yes. it's never. It's like part of the plot more than it is anything else. Yeah, and it's you don't have to do it anywhere near as much as often as you have to do it. It's like almost. Yeah, it's at the end of every level cap, I think. Yeah, yeah. You have to do a rampage mission. You can get like pretty good mats from it, but like not really and it's definitely not meant to be like a fun extra mode it's just like sort of a thing usually yep yeah it's uh, uh, this, and this, this is coming out for my... windows too next year right oh really, is it really? oh that's yeah, right you're right so. it is yeah i remember they announced that yeah. oh that's cool this is this is the best monster hunter to me so far even better than world and i yes i did want to point out it is stunning in a game that could never ever 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 be mistaken for a western release they somehow <laughs> made it more japanese <laughs> than ever <laughs> Yeah. Right down to the food. Well, 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 right down to, yeah, the food, which comes with its own extremely Japanese song. Comes complete with a, a little circus show where the the chef throws these skewers at the the dongo balls, and it's meant to look like a little bunny when it's done. It's super oh, cute. You, you can set your own dongo ball loadout. Mm -hmm. It's just everything's so yeah. much cooler in this game. I did I did miss a true cat chef making me awesome meat platters. Mm -hmm, like the food right. in Monster Hunter games always looked delicious. Yeah, whereas it, these well, this is like, look good too. It's but, it's yeah. Japanese street food and it look it looks like delicious ice cream or donuts or something. Yeah, they uh, look like mochi mm -hmm. balls or something. Yeah, me. and thank God the, the lyrics there were actually pretty dark. Like born of excrement, <laughs> could you do any less? Yeah, and and dango ball is actually redundant because dango is just the Japanese word for ball, so. No, but Dongo Ball sounds filthy, so let's stick with it. Isn't Ball you Ball got some like Dongos on you, Michael? I'll tell you that much. Ball. Can't wait to ball some to Dongos. Sorry, what did you say, Alex? I thought Ball Ball is like the name of a game. Ball Ball, I'm probably. I'm tripping out. Yeah. Somebody will let is me know. An SNL sketch? <laughs> no, that was super happy fun ball. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah, Monster Hunter Rise is great, and I say this as someone who doesn't even like Monster Hunter that much. I did have a lot of fun with it. Uh, Best ever. Despite Best Monster Hunter ever. being the curmudgeon of this entry. But there is one that I think we all agree on, and that's... Number one. What's going on? They're coming. Who is? What the hell was that? Do you have a gun? What? Please tell me you have a gun. No, why would I? I'm just wandering around in the, the middle of nowhere. Why would I just have a gun? Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, you also were kidnapped by dudes with guns. Mm-hmm. Who it's not died America. In a car tra- crash, so yeah. you probably should have a gun. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. Ethan. Yeah. Dumbass. Uh, Resident Evil Village. Yes. Something's going to happen to his hands in any any second now. In some clip, Michael has probably. Yeah. Some, some, <laughs> something. Well, I didn't want to get too spoilery, but yes, things happen to his hands constantly. And like, I, I remember uh, Kotaku had like a headline. It's like, "Why Ethan's severed hand is more than just an item." And like, somebody's like, "Fuck you with the spoilers, Kotaku." And it's just like. I'm sorry. That happens a lot in this game. His yes. hand it's like gets one cut of off the main like, things that happens. Yeah, yeah, in like the first two hours, he loses his hand, and then I fucking it right I back fucking off. love this game. It's like it's yeah. like if like you know when you go to like a like an elementary school Halloween and they take you through like oh the haunted classroom. Mm-hmm. It's like if it's like if you went into one of those where like spaghetti is the fucking worms and grapes are the eyeballs, yes. but then somehow it was like the greatest night of entertainment in your entire life. <laughs> like <laughs> like something, something about that classroom you left, like, changed. See, I, I thought where you were going with that is, like, the first time through it might be a little scary, which this one was to me, like, mm-hmm. the first time. But, like, Michael and I eventually made it this game. We would, like, see who could beat it faster because this game encourages you, like every Resident Evil game, now that I think about it, like, multiple playthroughs and try to do shit as fast as you can, try to beat things in certain ways because... I think the end game of this game is brilliant. It has this weird challenge system of like, yeah, do certain things, get these points, unlock weapons, and then unlock infinite ammo for those weapons, and then you can beat the game even faster. And it's like a game first time through that maybe took me, I don't know, 12 to 15 hours. I'm like, Michael and I both had like sub three hour runs, you know, like by the time. I think I beat it in just under two on on one easy run. So I, I beat it, I beat it five times total. And yeah. then wow. I I went and was hungry for more, and so I pulled up the DLC for Resident Evil Seven and uh, finished End of Zoe and Not a Hero and played a bunch of Jack's Birthday, and honestly, it just kind of made me think of this bit from The Simpsons. Mrs. Simpson, what did you and your husband do after you were ejected from the restaurant? We pretty much went straight home. Mrs. Simpson, you're under oath. We drove around until 3 a.m. looking for another all-you-can-eat fish restaurant. And when you couldn't find one? We went fishing. (laughs) (laughs) That's my experience with Resident Evil 8. But don't worry, you got got white text on a black screen telling you DLC is officially in development. Yes. That is one of the weirdest predicaments I've I've ever seen. It had to be that like, they... It's laundry up. day. I am wearing my Capcom work jersey, mm. so I look like the biggest mark in the universe, and I am not a fan of the Resident Evil series. I thought this was awesome, and this would be my game of the year so far. Yes. It Same. felt like they were trying to move away from the Resident Evil-iness a little bit in the last game. I mean, they kind of got there by the end anyway, oh, yeah. as they mm. often do, but like with this one, they were like, you know what? Like, fuck it. Like, this is just, we're, it doesn't matter. There's were- werewolves and witches, and it doesn't matter how they're going to be science by the end. <laughs> like, fuck oh, yeah. you. You don't care either. Like, the pizza boy is going to have sex with the lady that delivers the pizza to. It's just a porn. Mm-hmm. Just fucking <laughs> get through it. Like, you know, like, whatever. Like, I don't yeah, know. It, it, it's like Metal Gear. It's like, uh, na- nano machines, nanobots did all of this stuff. You don't care. Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And speaking of pizza boys going to fuck the lady. I know that there are lots of people out there who wish that it had been a porn just because of this one very big lady. What the hell do... (laughs) Ah! 
You ungrateful, selfish wretch. You come into my house. You lay your filthy man hands on my daughters. And now you even try to steal my property. How dare you. Rest while you can. Because I will hunt you. And I will break you. She slams your head through the floor of her room, which just happens to be conveniently 40 feet over a dungeon. As you do. <laughs> I mean, I think that just leaned into all the fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm there. Yeah. I'm already there. Yeah. I've climaxed since that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people very have said fun. to step on me, and she literally. Yeah, she, very she fun watching the internet. Like it's it's nice to see a tall lady, big lady represented in a game. So, ma'am, if you would please step on my nuts and spit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> She's beyond big. She's like nine feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> She has to to crouch to move through doors in her own house, for God's sake. Her bathtub is enormous. Yeah, what the fuck is that? She should pick a new house. There wasn't something with higher archways. Yeah. I technically played later levels with better archways yeah. for her. Yeah, why don't you go get married out, to the dude from Prometheus? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. She has a huge tub, but as I pointed out before, tiny towels. Look at the towels in that room. It mm-hmm. is, like, it's not proportioned. It's really strange. No. Yeah. I mean... Ladies love their tiny towels you're not supposed to use. Hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Her tiny towels are just regular towels. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but to the haunted house point, like, yeah, ac- having played through this a bunch of times, it's like, yeah, you, you sort of just memorize all these stations. And it is a series of stations. It's just like, okay, now move to the next thing. Oh, now the guy jumps out at you and is scary and... Uh, now we're going to hint at something terrible in the basement and then you're going to get thrown down there and you're going to get chased around by a propeller guy. But <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does have that structure of a haunted house, a very long one, um, as as some people have pointed out. But again, uh, the more you know the game, the faster you can move through it to the point where like a lot of this stuff isn't even a problem. It's like. Playing through on Village of Shadows, I was like, oh, God, there's one of these guys in a place where he shouldn't be. I just run around past him. I can't run around past him? God damn. Yeah, and even by the time I got the Village of Shadows mode, I had, like, the Magnum, the most Mm. powerful gun, like, fully powered up and unlimited ammo. So it's like, I'm still one or two shotting most guys. Like, it got to the point that there's, like, two segments in that game, the very beginning and then the very end, which I won't spoil, which is, like... Michael and I just just grew to hate those segments. We're like, fuck! I just want to get past those so I can play the real game for the rest mm-hmm. of the time. Like it's, mm-hmm. and that yeah. that segment near the end, the first time you play it, is like, oh, so this is what it feels like to be a badass. And then after right. a few runs, like, oh, so this is what it's like to be a total fucking weakling who can't upgrade yes. their guns. Yep, right. exactly. Yeah, it's, it becomes the hardest segment of the game. Where, whereas in your first playthrough, it's like the easiest. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just really love. I love that. Um, it has these four distinct haunted houses, like these four distinct areas mm-hmm. that are each doing something different. Even mechanically, they do something different. Whereas, you know, the first area, that's the big castle with the big giant lady. And then the second area is like this true haunted house that is kind of like that uh, PT at times, you know? Yeah, it's, 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 it's especially disturbing because like out of all the places in the game, like it looks the most like a place where a person would live. Like I could see someone <laughs> actually living here. This looks like houses that I've been in. Other than the fact that it's right next to a giant waterfall. (laughs) What the hell? It's right on a cliff. (laughs) I will say, like, even on that first playthrough, though, like, they did do, like, a little bit more 
Like, you always kind of wander around and backtrack through Resident Evil games anyway, right? Like, yeah. all of them involve, like, especially, like, the older ones where you just run through that same hallway a couple times or that same part yeah. of Raccoon City. They really did do something kind of neat also, like, with kind of, like, opening up the village a little bit and making it sort of a place that you can come back to and progress a little bit more in terms of, like, what you've received. And it doesn't feel so much like other games where it's, like, puzzles where you're just solving puzzles, there's really, like, you have to think and be like, oh, like, I just got this key, I can go do this now, and I don't know, like, I know it just becomes fast motion, like, you know, even me, like, I beat the game, I think, three times, and by the end, but, like, I don't know, like, it, it credit to them I, for making even that first playthrough feel a little fresher, a little neater. I see what you're saying, more, like, they yeah. made the hub world, the backtrack world in this mm. like and it's weird like the castle segment is almost like this extraction it's almost like the police station from two right yeah. it's just kind of like yeah this is you're very familiar you're in a big house you know but then like the rest of the game goes some places resident evil has never been before but then there's this weird meta structure of like well the village as hub world is sort of also a very traditional resident evil structure you know yes yeah. mm -hmm. yeah, great, great like you have great moments in it too like all the wolf shit like Oh, yeah. they, they made it into, like, a hub world that's also, like, those great moments from Resident Evil 4 like, in the village and that great moment from Resident Evil 5 in the very beginning of the game where you're just fighting for your life, you know? Like, I, I don't know. I, I dug it. It very yeah. much felt like the new Super Mario Brothers U of Resident Evil 4, mm -hmm. if you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying. That's so mm -hmm. so esoteric. I, <laughs> well, like, we, we talked about this, and I think you, you said, like, Resident Evil 7 seemed to be moving away or trying to move away with from the Resident Evil formula. And I remember, like, yeah, it feels that way at first. Like, it feels like an outlast or something like that. And then you start to get guns, and eventually it feels like, oh, this is this is feels like uh, it's more in the vein of Resident Evil 1. Like, this is what mm -hmm. RE... Used to be like it's almost a direct sequel, like spiritual successor to Resident Evil One. This feels like that, but for four. Yeah, like exactly. this is yeah. very much like it's it's Resident Evil Four, uh, 140 BPM remix. Like, and I, I'm so down with this dual track thing they have going on of like first person main numbered games, and then like the even the remakes are your more traditional third person game. Like, I hope I hope they figure out a way to keep doing that. With, it's with coming. Something, yeah. It's coming. You know Resident Evil 4 is coming, but give me Code yeah. Veronica. Hurry. Yeah. There you go. I'd love I to see that. that. I'd love to see it all. I mean, there's a lot, I, frankly, I, to clean I up with 5 and that. 6. Just clean up 5 and 6 <laughs> as as in the Resident Evil 2 remake model, and I'd be there for it, you know? And let's not I'm forget the other big, huge person in Resident Evil 8, the Duke. Ah, yes. Oh, Duke. my God. Love the super bizarre character. Has Gives me, like, Mads Mikkelsen Hannibal energy. Hmm. Yeah. But friendlier yes. somehow. He eats, but, but has a belly button that makes me want to exercise every time I see. It. <laughs> sure, <laughs> definitely the the most interesting backstory there. You just want to know what's up with the Duke. How can he can kind of go around this world without having to worry about attacks? It's mm -hmm. yeah. why does he live in a cart that seems to be only slightly bigger than he is? Yeah. <laughs> yep. What's and behind even, him? <laughs> how did he get in that elevator? Mm-hmm. And even he doesn't seem to know. There's like a point at the end where I think you straight up ask him, like, what are you? And he's like, even I can't really explain it. <laughs> and, and literally, that's the game developers being like, I'm a plot device. Nobody wrote this. <laughs> Look, do you want a merchant that follows you around or do you not? <laughs> How about those kind of bad mazes? Okay, go talk to someone else. <laughs> uh, those are like the one really bad part of the game. 
I don't know what that was supposed to be. It's just like it's it's too. I don't know. There's no. I, I do. I did not understand why I needed to complete a maze every time. Yeah. And I, and I think uh, like I went two at least two or three times through the game, and each time I would forget to complete one of the mazes, and then like I finally I did them all in one run, and like there's no trophy or anything for doing all the goddamn mazes. No. Yeah. No. They. They and they'll really only give you like kind of valuable stuff that you just sell off right away. It's not like they're they're hiding like the best guns or anything. Here's a crystal no, skeleton. Just, bring it to the Duke. Just makes it slightly easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I as a dude who digs like diorama stuff, I kind of liked them. But I know what you guys are saying. It's just like these feel very tacked on, but mm-hmm. fine. They're not. Know? They're not no, very. They're interesting, but they're not that fun. Yeah. I struggled for like ninety minutes over my inventory, and I'm carrying like. A fucking crystal mastodon vertebrae somewhere <laughs> on my body. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, but yeah, Resident Evil Village, our official game of the half year or gothy le- so le- far, very appropriate. I'm legit bummed, man. I like less than two hours ago, I just loaned my copy out, and oh, now no. I'm anxious to fire it up. Whatever, it's coming back. Yeah. There you go. It's a good game to loan out. Like, uh, yeah, you can get one playthrough free, then you bring it back. Nice. Bring it back. Yeah, bring it back around. <laughs> All right. Um, well, anyway, on that note, that's been our top five. Hope you enjoyed it. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases. Most of them came out late last week. Uh, some news, some other stuff, so stay tuned. I don't know where my baby can be. They took her from me. They took her from me. I don't know where my baby can be. They took her from me. They took her from me. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. This is one of those things that feels good, because this is one of those shows I feel like we haven't done in a while. We're just going to talk about one thing, and it's not related to something terrible happening in the world. We're talking cynicism, so it's a perfect segue into what the real topic of today's show is. I thank you for doing doing this because I we missed it on thirty twenty ten, but you reminded me not only of a milestone, but you did it with a awful awful promotional video that shouldn't be legal at all. Uh, it's like <laughs> how did this air on primetime over the air? This giant advertisement with uh, celebrities: Richard Kind, Barry Bostwick, Colin Mockery, and Brad Sherwood. Talking about the opening of a Disney park. Well, you've got quite a little park here. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is hardly a little park, Mr. Boswick. Disney's California Adventure covers 55 acres and has 22 rides, shows, and attractions. Each one is different. In fact, it's the same size and has an equal amount of attractions as did Disneyland when it opened in 1955. Only different. That is one hell of a qualifier. <laughs> it has as many attractions as this park did 50 years ago. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. They they clearly knew what the press was about about that. Park. It's. So I, I think. It, to... I think it's still California Adventure to its credit and lack of ambition. It 
did open it is theme park to open with the most working attractions even though some of those attractions were like required no robotics and like just hire someone to look like a farmer they were, they were very inexpensive <laughs> and i want to talk to you about that because yeah. were you working there when this this came about no i i was just done real quick though what you guys didn't hear in that clip you can't hear the number of hawaiian shirts visible in, the, in that video <laughs> john lasseter shows up too to put everyone to shame everyone's wearing hawaiian you shirt, think but, your um, shirt is hawaiian get bonus time a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every tuesday starting for just five dollars on patreon.com slash laser time and welcome back to our final segment where usually I blather on and on and on and on and on and an attempt to not hit a button, but now I'm just going to hit the button. There's a new Disgaea out this week. Anybody anybody played Disgaea 6 Defiance of Destiny? Michael, you're mispronouncing it. It's Disgaea 6. Oh, Disgaea over here. <laughs> This guy, he's talking about the Many Saints of New Jersey trailer. Busting oh. Mike Holmes with this Etna shit. <laughs> Why there's so many penguins in this? Get out of here! Uh, oh, you just reminded me of Prinnies, and now I want to play it. God damn it. All right, but I, I didn't play this. Um, but I did play Scarlet Nexus, which came out late last week, and oh. is quite good. Uh, it seems to take place in, in sort of like an alternate universe anime, uh, 2021, where there are these huge monsters called others that just appear every so often and attack people. And, uh, you're part of, uh, some military unit that you like, you all have special powers and, uh, you're all like celebrities. Like this is all anyone talks about is, is people in the military. And it's like, Oh man, this commander, she's so cute. I want to be just like her. And, uh, but it, it has, uh, some very quick, fun devil may cry style combat. You can play as two different characters, Yuito or Kasane, and they have sort of similar attacks. Yuito has a sword. Kasane like attacks with these crystal looking, uh, particles that fly around her. And, uh, they can, uh, use telekinesis to pick up, like, cars and other things in the environment and just, like, deck your enemies with them. And there's, like, a whole system of, like, yeah, if you pick it up here, you can just throw it. But if you're in the middle of an attack and you hold down the telekinesis button, you can just, like, smack around. And if you hit this LT to pick something up, then, like, you'll get a special attack that lets you move the sticks in a certain way. And, uh, it's it's really fun and rewarding, and it comb- it throws in a dating sim aspect where you go on uh, dates to increase your bond with different characters, and then when you're fighting alongside them, then you'll get more powerful attacks the more that you increase your relationship levels. A little, why does little every game come that? with like par- parasocial relationship simulator I now? I don't know, because it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's what makes games popular in Japan. I, th- I think it's... Fe- Speaking of which, I do believe Scarlet Nexus is what Black Widow is being called over there. <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh, the Tales of developer, right? Like, how does it compare with the Tales games? Um, I haven't played a lot of the Tales games, but my understanding is those are traditional. I hear, I, I hear it wins a ton of awards for not being a Tales game. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are more traditional RPGs. This is a very much a like a Devil May Cry style action RPG. Cool. This is the type of game that I will be meaning to play for like 
three yeah, three full years. I cannot yeah. wait to pick this up for twenty bucks on a sale. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I can't wait. This this would be the perfect Game Pass game for me. Like I yeah. don't know if I want to take the plunge, and I'm like, shit. If just come to Game Pass, I'll play it. Yeah, it be, looks it really looks fun though. Yeah. It looks super fun. It is yeah. fun. It's a lot of fun. I, I and the monster the design is really inventive and weird. Like fighting monsters in the first parts of the game, then it's just like. This is a giant bouquet with uh, shapely goat legs and high heels and a tail. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> kind of gives me the same vibe as that uh, Code Vein game. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, 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 a little yeah, bit totally. like that, but without the Dark Souls-y bits. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. More, more straightforward action RPG stuff. Um, also, uh, Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. Finally coming to consoles and PC with extra content. Um, I Doki Doki Literature Club is one of those games that I love, but is difficult to talk about without spoiling heavily. It's really best to go in with no idea what you're, yes, you're in for. But you you should know you played it over here as a uh, uh, <laughs> Super Mario <laughs> Book Club. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at my own jokes. Super uh, Mario Book Club. <laughs> Super Mario Book Club Two. That's it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. I'm I'm curious about this one because like I got Doki Doki Literature Club for free on Steam. I think last year sometime, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, is the extra stuff in this? worth it like remember when Catherine had that re-release that had all the extra stuff and i'm like yeah, yeah. but i've already played Catherine. i don't know if i need just to see the four hours I mean, it's, or it's like six side stories i think um then huh. plus a bunch of like art and music and bonus material so um but i mean for for me just like yeah that that story is worthwhile and like just that that bizarre mind fuck you have no idea you're in for well actually so i was i went back to play the pc version today just to be like to, you know, remember, and they kind of do spoil it with there's content warnings at the mm-hmm. begin, like in the title screens of yeah. that game. They're like, uh, this is not for kids, and there is disturbing yeah. content in this yeah, game. Yeah, well, thing, things happened that kind of forced the developer's hand there, and then people were blaming it on the game, and they're like, all right, all right, we should put we should put a content warning up front. This is one of those games that has the reputation, you know, mm-hmm. like... It's like like how Undertale, where like people are like they finally were challenged, like their their sensibilities, artistic sensibilities, were like challenged by something like interesting in in some small way, and they're like, "This is the greatest video game mm-hmm. that I've ever played in my life." <laughs> and I I feel like I feel like Doki Doki Literature Club is another one like this, and I feel like just putting it on Switch, I feel like first of all you should play it. It actually is like quite fun and interesting and like subversive in the ways that it is uh but you know now it's on switch i feel like that alone would be like even if they didn't add the new stuff it would be worth it to like just go you know it's gonna have that like everybody's streaming it all at once kind of vibe like you know part of the conversation kind of deal it's still on its surface at least before the shit gets weird it's like a dating sim you know Mm -hmm. and that's hard for me to get past like i've the one of those I could tolerate and play through was like Dream Daddy, yeah. and then like, but I'm just like, I can't sit there and just read text speech bubbles for 20 minutes. And and know? the thing about Doki Doki Literature Club is it's not a Japanese product; it's just made specifically to resemble one. And mm-hmm. it just made me think like it's actually something that this and Scarlet Nexus have in common, in that they both have like um what i've kind of come to think of as the entry level girl in anime like she's your childhood friend but you never saw her that way yeah. but she's so cheerful and deep down she has such a crush on you 
And of course. Yeah. They they both have that that exact same character template. That's also got that anime trope of like every girl sort of has a crush on you, this nerdy yes. yeah. guy. Yeah, that- this this <laughs> unspectacular cipher with nothing yes. to recommend to anybody. Uh, and in Doki Doki Literature Club, that's especially pronounced because it's like, come to my literature club. I don't like books. I don't like clubs. What are those, like some kind of movie that you have to look at? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Unspectacular Cypher sounds like a Metal Gear boss. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unspectacular Cypher? Yeah. Uh, speaking of unspectacular, uh, I'm kidding. Um, no, I've, I've heard mixed things about Mario Golf. M- Michael, mm. I know you played a little bit. Yeah, bit so the- so I did. Um, and yeah, I'd be curious to talk with Chris about it. Like, I, I didn't play very much to be fair uh i i played a couple rounds of just like the the speed golf the rush golf whatever it is and it it is fun that like yeah you do your shot and then you have to race the other characters across the course and you know you can dash you can knock them off balance whatever and then i played the uh the me golf adventure whatever it is and it's just like Hey, welcome to golf camp. Here's some beginner courses. Here's a really annoying hammer brother that keeps going, Hey, yo! He sounds like a high-pitched crusty clown. Hey, hey! Yeah, that's right. Hey, hey! <laughs> welcome to the golf club. I'll be your host in your card gauge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh what I got stuck on was like, you you have to play a qualifier game with nine holes, and like I keep getting like four or five strokes over par for the entire course. Wow, and, you gotta and, you gotta you gotta practice, buddy. Yeah, that's yeah, not good. Clearly, clearly, I'm not that's very not, good at it. That's not good at all. And I, it, it always like I I always fuck up with the putting at the end. Like I, I underjudge the amount of power that I need. And like oh god, mm. uh, you should when in doubt always overpower. Mm. And, and again, Alex says no. I hate golf and people who like to play it, but I love Mario Golf. Th- so. This is a real golf expression, mm. Michael. Never no. up, never in. You're supposed to, like Chris said, always do a little more power than you think on the putt. Right. You can't can't make it to the hole. Can't get it in. That's, it's no Neo Turf Masters, but it's it's good. <laughs> so what what I've heard about it though is like everyone just wants them to remake that fucking Camelot Game Boy Advance game. I think it was or Game, game Boy, Boy Color. Color. Been, yeah, where it's or, like, or Toadstool Tour for GameCube, which is I think as good as the it's good console ones got. And they'll never they but they just. They won't like. They won't commit to being like. No, this is going to be a hardcore RPG that masquerades as a golf game. It's like, yeah, there's like it's, this light RPG it's still, mode. It's interesting. It's that that golf adventure. You can build up your me stats, and if an online lobby allows it, you can bring that beefed up character into online tours with Yoshi and Mario and kick the shit out of people. Yeah, I, here's the thing about these these types of games. It's very much like, did you ever play Aces? Did you get into that? Yeah, yeah, I liked Aces. I, I couldn't Aces, get into Aces. Aces was super sick. Like, it was super clean. The campaign was like whatever, but it was like interesting. Yeah. And then they made this mode that is like, in practice, awesome. If you're willing to like, you know, go like, try this new thing and like, get into this new thing. But the the problem is, in the West market at least, like... That just isn't how it usually happens, and I'm sure that within one month's time, nobody is going to be playing any multiplayer modes on Mario Golf Super Rush anymore. And I, I, I don't know what that is. It's, or... it's pretty, it's pretty sparse at at two in the morning. I can confirm this, but I, I can also confirm that like Speed Golf, as I predicted, like it does work and is fun when there are human players. I have never encountered yeah. a situation in single player where it was anything but embarrassing. But uh, yeah, I've been playing a ton online. 
I, I think part of the sparse online thing has to do with like, and it's related to the lack of like a deep RPG mode is I think they make these sports games for a much more casual audience than the people yes. that are wanting that mm-hmm. RPG stuff. And it's like, they fully intend you just to be playing local multiplayer in this mode. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's Nintendo. We're not going to really spend a ton of time with the online think, stuff. It's, it's there, which is they nice. Won't, they won't let you fuck with, um, you can't fuck with Yoshi's stats. Those <laughs> are set in stone. Um, right. But you, Yoshi's my guy, by the way. Great at speed golf. Has an extra long run. Uh, but you can fuck with your me in the, yeah, there's certain online modes where you can bring your me in where like my drive is like almost entirely max out. It's almost, un- why am I talking about this like this? Oh my <laughs> God. God I- it worked. I know, but it, but there, yeah, there is one thing that I do like about the even failure in this, like having failed that qualifying round like three times, I still get a stat bump every single time. Mm-hmm. I still gain levels through failure. So you have you, you have you not, but eventually you start bumping your stats up in that mode. And it's like, yeah, but bumping this stat up will decrease to these two other stats. Yeah, I, like, I, I wasn't sure what was causing that. That's not fa- well. It's just not allowing you to like super beef up. Hmm. I feel like the Tiger Woods games have done that before. It's this whole thing in golf of like you can't be this beast that has a super powerful drive and also a finesse player, so they side grade you. It's like yeah, you're gonna you can hit the long ball, but your short game's gonna suck because uh, you're you're jacked, you're super strong, you know, and whatever. So I do want to pick it up though. Like I love when it. Has, I do. When is a game that is called Mario ever shitty? Like really? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. O- Teach only, is uh, typing <laughs> is missing. Or if you're me. Maker. Anyway, I, that's <laughs> unpopular opinion. <laughs> um, another game that came out last week, well, officially in in wide release, final release, was Cruelty Squad, which is yeah. an affront to the senses, and I mean that <laughs> yeah. in the most complimentary way possible because it is deliberate. We talked about it a bit I, I last week. Was, I thought they were the new Tea Party. <laughs> cruelty squad cruelty squad yeah fuck you everyone so cruelty squad is uh it's extremely off-putting to look at it's basically what if the original like you you got a prototype of the original deus ex and it was all skinned with placeholder textures and not just placeholder textures but the most garish ugly <laughs> like 199 circa 1998 web design textures imaginable um everything looks like a circus vomited on some green and purple text no this looks like what happened to my tv when i was showing you guys biometal yeah. when my tv <laughs> yeah, went out exactly. <laughs> yeah. shit. uh but it is like once you get past that and and it like it took me a while to get past that i was actually just stuck on the first level which is just your home base where nothing bad can happen to you for like an hour because i couldn't figure out the level select on the the, the main menu screen and it's just like oh okay this thing that's pharmacokinetics which i thought was just like oh i can buy some drugs or something is actually the first mission and i'm supposed to click on it and then click go and uh and then once I got into that, it's just like, all right, um, I go in the front door. Uh, guards immediately start shooting at me and running around in circles. They're really hard to hit. My gun sucks. I'm getting frustrated. Uh, what am I doing wrong? And so uh, a big part of the game is actually finding alternate routes like Hitman and uh, that, that work better for your play style. And so I like managed to find a ladder and went up and found a vent. And then I kicked my way through the vent and I ended up in a bathroom and there was a guy there who I shot and killed, and he had a really awesome 
like sniper scoped uh, assault rifle that is just like, oh, now I'm just mowing through everything. Now I've kind of hit my stride and it's fun. And uh, it's still it's still just really bizarre and strange. And if you die too many times and they turn you into like some sort of uh, genetic zombie experiment that just resurrects itself. So you don't have to pay five hundred dollars to come back to life anymore. But you can also eat people. Um Love it. Nice. Yeah, it's a it's a real weird game. Uh, I kind of recommend it. <laughs> yeah, what's it like? Yeah. Twenty bucks or something? Yeah, too? Like, and, it, yeah. and it's on sale. I think while yeah. it's new, it's like ten percent off. Also, only lets you use keyboard and mouse controls. There's no gamepad support, as far as I can tell. Ooh. So, yeah, garish and a little tricky to control if you're not used oh. to playing like that. I love that. I love that my PCs are so full of podcasts. I'm like, oh, count me up. Yeah, I can't play this anywhere. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But anyway, that's it for new releases. Let's move on to. News. Take my advice. Do what I say. Uh, Sony and Microsoft both announced their free games for July. Um kind of tells the same story we've had for a little while of like sony is definitely i think putting more of a focus on the playstation plus offering so playstation plus members get the ps5 update edition of plague tale innocence uh, i know that was a game michael quite i liked. really loved it and i should have said that was actually one of the things i was most excited about at e3 was seeing the plague tale sequel announcement looked yeah. fucking beautiful too yeah. like yeah. what the yeah. hell that game that the original game was such a surprise kind of came out of nowhere um mm-hmm. kind of it's it's one of those games where you like do not know what's going on. Like I encourage mm-hmm. you, don't spoil yourself. Just yep. like go in not knowing anything. Just, it's wild. Just appreciate the terrifying swarming rat physics. So that for again the PS5 only people, but still, if you're a Plus member, just do what I did before I got my PS5. Just add just them add to them. your account, yeah. yeah, and you will have all these games waiting for you when you get your console. Uh, Coblops Four is also uh, coming for PS Plus members. Which that's the one, remember, without a campaign. It's just right. multiplayer. And Excellent. then uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds. This is that yeah. arcade WWE game in last year, you know, when they skipped like, kind of the mainline entry. Where everybody looks like a Stretch Armstrong? Yes. I played it. Yeah. It's uh, it's very shallow combat system. It's very arcade It's... It's fine. It's one of those games like, yeah, like you're going to get it as part of your subscription. So check it out. If you're a WWE fan like me, it's like you will still mark out for some of the wrestling stuff. But it's I prefer the mainline WWE entries. You know? Does it so have the same problem where it's like dead within nine months or whatever? Oh, I mean, this this thing, I feel like after a couple of weeks, no one was really talking about it. Like it's people were commenting about the art style for a little while. Like, whoa, this looks kind of weird. And John Cena looks even even weirder. <laughs> John Cena has a weird body. Let's be honest. Like he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's twice as wide as he's supposed to be. John he looks Cena has a weird body. Yeah, if you, when you see him without jorts, you will vomit in your own mouth. Trust me. <laughs> I saw I saw F9. He His proportions don't make any sense. <laughs> It's, he, I'm he not looks, making he, that up. He's weird. He's got weird. He's a weird looking dude. He looks like he looks like Ram Man with good hair. And, it's, <laughs> hot, it's hot Squidward with a shaved gorilla body. 
He's got, you know what it is? He's got like Michael Phelps bone structure. You know how Michael Phelps looks like a seal out of water? He's got He's these got super long bones. arms. How does he do it? Yeah. Like his arms, his hands go down to his knees. Like that's what Cena's body is as well. It's very unusual. How long anyway. can I keep this show on a discussion about the shape of John Cena's body? <laughs> <laughs> Question of the week. Uh, think about the meat. God, the I wish you could Google the section of our podcast. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot to say about the Xbox games with gold because I don't really recognize many of these. So, Planet Alpha. I think that's the point with games with gold nowadays. Yeah. We don't need. Yeah. We don't want to provide this service anymore. Games yeah. with gold should be called. You should get Game Pass because yeah, yeah you mm-hmm. get Planet Alpha, Rock of oh. Ages three, Make and Break. Somehow not tied into the amazing musical, which I love, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Midway Arcade Origins, which is a remaster of 30 classic Midway games, including, you know, get Gauntlet, Rampage, Joust, Spy Hunter, Defender, and I'll Marble Madness. Spy Hunter. That's a good, that's fun. I, I've heard it's not the greatest arcade accurate port of these games, but it's also mm. like, hey, you get 30 classic. Midway How are games. they the Origins? Uh, well, it's just. Beginning <laughs> <laughs> of gaming. Yeah, then then the big the big entry, and this is one you probably already have if you have Rare Replay. Um, so Conquer Live and Reloaded is is also oh, yes. the, the somehow worse version of Conquer. Yeah, where they they clean they like edited parts and Censored. then gave it multiplayer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they bleep shit and then added a Saving Private Ryan level. No, yeah. the Saving Private charming. Ryan level was always there. It's just that they added the multiplayer. But yeah. whatever. Thank you, Wiki Pares. Mm. It happens to me too sometimes. Yeah. So those those are both available <laughs> early July. So you know, go go get them when when they're ready. But you know, your mileage may vary depending. On Not me. I got to see Scarlet Nexus in the movie theater. <laughs> uh, maybe you'll see an ad for Scarlet Nexus in movie theaters because EA and uh, High Res, that's the Smite Dev, they've inked a, a deal with a new ad company to bring. TV-like commercials to games. Stop me if you've heard this one before, because this is like 2005 all over again. Um, there's this platform called Player One. W-O-N. <laughs> it's uh, designed by advertising company Simul Media. Guys, with the names, stop. Um, I hear they do great hype. It allows you to run ads in console games, similar to mobile games where... You give no. people the choice of watching a 15 or a 30 second ad and then you give them like in-game perks or items or currency. Like what you- could possibly go wrong? Or continues. <laughs> a shitload of games already do this. Am I crazy? Yeah. Uh, mobile games for sure mobile do this. Games. Yeah, like on Pass your console. I'm, I'm okay with it for, for free games. For paid games, no thank you. You want, you want to put commercials in a paid video game up? Uh, Put it on TVs in the background. Make it something that isn't going to stop my gameplay where I have to pay attention to your ad. Well, EA or, already does that. If you think it considered, they will most likely use this in the sports games, right? The sports games are mm-hmm. full of advertising mm-hmm. in the background, but this is more of a... This cooldown time is brought to you by Coors Light! Mm-hmm. Well, look for the look When for you the go to the in-game shop, belt. it'll be like, uh, buy this currency for money or watch an ad and we'll give you a little... So at least it's something you have to like seek out in their games. It's not going to... It's not going to be a pop-up, you know? It sounds like to me, though, I, and I did not read any entire article on this, though it, it, it's a thing, it sounds like something that they're trying to add to just regular games and not to not to premium currency. I, and, I feel and, like and, they've been trying to do this since at least the mid-2000s. I, I would have said, I would have said last gen, like, I am not terribly against having an ad load up as long as it's hiding the load times of the level I'm about to get into or whatever. 
but the new console also eliminated the need for even like a 15 second ad. Uh, that's they can't possibly do that, I, but only because like I'm looking at my phone either way. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what about you have to stand up and say McDonald's and then the ad goes away, oh. or your connect won't yes. register? Mm-hmm. McDonald's, yes. I I uh, just. I mean, remember, they did this two generations ago, and then the industry stepped away from it because it was that whole, like, burnout paradise where all you saw was the same Obama and Burger King ads mm-hmm. back-to-back mm-hmm. over and over again. Yep. And yeah, yep. Subway in the background, a Guitar Hero. This is a little different. This is, I think, video ads only, and it is like an opt-in situation. Like, here, watch this ad to get this item in return. So you at My least question is just, it. like, who the fuck is reading this article and is like... Cool. Yeah. This is, this is where they're doing it. When I get in the games industry, I'm going to make commercials for games. Business guys at EA are the ones reading that article and going, cool. Yeah. And and marketing guys dying to, like, there are, there's a mad scramble for an unskippable ad. And right now, the only solution I've seen is Maria Menounos in front of AMC movies. She will, (laughs) she will crush it. Unspool unskippable ad. She's also like like the, the, she's like, I think, I think it was Dave was telling me, he goes, I saw her at every gas station. Cause he did like a road trip. He's like, she's at every gas station between here and the East coast. Like wow. she is the most popular person in the United States because you Fuck cannot. That, that avoid used to be her. Veronica's job. Veronica <laughs> Belmont forever. I remember seeing her at a gas station once. I was like, that was weird. Like I on know this pump, person on the pump. This is bizarre. <laughs> that Wow. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. It's a um, mind fuck. But but yeah, like I, I remember, like it, it, I feel like every ten years or so, we get these horror stories about, like, guess what they're gonna put ads into now? Like, I feel like a while ago they were talking about, like, they're gonna start interrupting theatrical yeah. release movies to run commercial breaks. They they were like, I remember that technology. Like, we have the technology now to change advertisements in old TV shows, and everyone's like, that's going too far, and they just never did it. Hmm. And it just, and even if they did. I didn't notice. What would be the point? Who cares? Who's going to notice it? Oh, wow. I didn't know they had Subway in 1970s Columbo land. There's one place I go to for ads, and that's Instagram. Mm. I want to know what everybody's... (laughs) I want to buy some really shitty glasses right now. Yes. All my favorite influencers are doing. I got to know. What's going to be weirdly made of wood this time? (laughs) <laughs> there's a balance like you guys were saying with premium games it's it's like mobile games are one thing because you typically get those for free so you're kind of willing to put up with a little bit more you're like yeah whatever i got this for free whereas if you drop 60 or 70 dollars now on next gen games it's like you definitely don't want to see any of that stuff in the game bought really the it. fucking game like what the fuck you know you know what i mean yeah, 60 I mean, bucks I, but just but in terms of a live service game you know those take forever to load and if you're gonna load a Artifacted 480p. Um, let's be honest, Geico ad. It, that's all. We'll, all you'll ever see. Geico is the is the first yeah. company to jump at every one of these things, and all you'll see is Geico ad. That's the part um, that annoys me is the inventory. If there was many ads on on games and stuff as there was on TV, I would barely have even noticed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I never, yeah. I, I already watched TV for, like, fucking 25 years before I, like, weirdly stopped watching TV with commercials somehow in my lifetime. But, like, what, like, I, why do I, why is it always just, like, that Snoop Dogg ad, the Corona yeah, ad from it's, Snoop it, Dogg? There's yeah. an inventory, it, it is this weird inventory issue, and I think that's what part of the backlash comes from is, like, 
I see the same ad like six times Ooh. in an hour span or something. It'd be totally different if it was like, did, like Alex said, regular TV. It's different advertisers, right? Put and your phone down. Put your phone down. People on the road will say safe and sound. Yeah. Hell yeah. No one else is getting that ad? Um, uh, but it, but the ad I'm getting now, and I have no else, nowhere else to bitch about it, when Facebook is advertising regulations, are you guys getting... We're getting that on, like, every single feed that we have, from yeah. uh, Hulu to... Plu, Hulu, Hulu, Hulu to Pluto TV to Sling. Facebook, Facebook's like, internet regulations haven't changed in 25 years. Oh, yeah, we I think get they that should. Ad. Facebook, I'm like, if you're pimping internet regulations... This sucks, and I'm yeah. voting against yeah, yeah, it. Whatever yeah. it is, if, yeah, it's, it's like if, it, if it's paid for by this. Uber, it's probably bad for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it could just be because you're in Florida and your state doesn't believe in regulations, so they need to advertise them there. Like we're, I we're mean, in California, your state doesn't either. Plenty. When it comes, you're the one brokering all these deals, asshole. Don't get holier than now <laughs> on me. <laughs> well, I think the real answer, the, the real question these ads need to answer is, uh, you know, savvy consumers they want to know is uh, does Ratchet like to drink Evian or is he more of a Dasani man, you know, he, he my drinks Fiji. <laughs> but Matt, you can attest to this: the ad, rev, the traditional ad revenue that has been lost is being lost to games, and that's why people will chase down any dragon to put ads in games again. Not just mobile purchases, not just cooldown meters, to put ads into the eyes of a demographic with money, eighteen to thirty-four, and who's abandoned traditional. Uh, passive ad viewing platforms. Yeah, I think part of the problem is it's in addition to that three or four advertiser thing I talked about is like the tech got so good that they can hyper focus these ads. But the problem with it is, is like it becomes too pervasive. So mm. it's you guys have probably all experienced this where you like you go visit an Amazon page one time for one product. You're like, yep. oh, I maybe want to check this out. I don't know if I want to buy it or not. The next two weeks. Every yeah. fucking website you go to is an ad it's like for a, It's like that a, getting listing. an STD in Mexico. It just follows you forever. And, and that shit is... It, it <laughs> turns people off. It's like, okay, yeah, I get that you're tracking me. You don't need to remind me. And plus, I was I was barely curious. Like, there needs to be some kind of, like, engagement thing where they're like, oh, no, this guy is, is seriously about to buy a thing. Not just like, oh, he walked by the show, the, the window in the store and saw it. I don't know. But. Or, or perhaps even worse, I have Sling, the streaming cable thing, mm -hmm. and they, like cable, they have that one slot, like, this is for local advertisements. They clearly have one local advertisement for my area, so it's always the same term, like, commercial. <laughs> it's, it's like, I, this is this is the one product I need Almost less than once a year. Stop advertising every commercial break. I hate your company now. I used to think local ads were so quaint. Did you see Me the too. last week tonight segment where they there's yep. like that company that writes the same ad? It's it's like what Jim yep. Varney did with Ernest, where it's like, no, your local business will just. Did we'll y'all know Brady template. Bunch was on every day at four on K eleven? It's it's like they the same like all these like auto dealers get the same ad. It's just like yeah, yeah your little. I mean a pickle. I have had a heart attack because I'm not making enough sales. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it shattered the illusion for me because I'm like, fuck, man. I thought local ads were kind of cool because <laughs> they felt personalized. But nope, not at all. I like to regulate Facebook when I care. <laughs> <laughs> My name's uh, Cal Worthington. Cal Worthington is dog spot. If you see a car or truck. I used to think it said pussy cow, just so you know. Cow. My, my my girlfriend hates being called that. <laughs> <laughs> but why would I buy her when I get the pussy milk for free? 
You're God. killing me, pussy! <laughs> <laughs> wow, I can't, I can't segue out of that. It's, it's impossible to segue. Um, Look, people, I have fully committed to podcasting. I can't work anywhere else after this. Patreon.com slash laser time. Man. Yeah, he needs, he needs money to maybe buy the upcoming leaked expansion for Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, so there is possibly a single-player standalone expansion that got leaked in addition to a director's cut for PS5 getting rated. I think they're related. Here's my theory. So this the standalone expansion is supposedly called Ghost of... Ikishima. Miles Morales. <laughs> no, but it's 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 just like Miles Morales because again, right. you know, it's it's uh, they're all Sony Studios. So here's my theory: the director's cut is the version coming to PS5 that will be like an upgraded vers- version of Ghost of Tsushima with this standalone expansion included, and you'll probably pay seventy bucks for it or whatever Miles was for the full version with the Spider-Man remaster. And then there will be the standalone thing for people who just want to buy that, and that'll be. Wasn't Miles like forty for just the Miles part, or it might have been fifty? It was forty. It was it was, 40, it was that next gen bump. How about the big boy? So mm. if these things are true, and and so that but the the director's cut seems like a like it's happening because it's an ESRB rating, like that got mm. rated for PS5 for sometime at the end of this year. Um, I mean, I would love to play more single player am, Ghost of Tsushima. I am so down. excited because yes. I could not one hundred percent and main you can mainline that game pretty quickly. Yeah. And it's 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 one of the most. It is up there in like the top three uh, first party games I played in the last ten years. I really love. I gotta pick it up. Yeah, it looks fucking yeah. beautiful too. Oh, I love it. And so good, I I am very excited to play new content on a machine yeah, on that will not sound like a fucking fan boat. I almost took a video and like I almost like I rarely post anything on social media, but I started playing God of War again on my PS4 Pro. Oh, and my. My girlfriend like woke up like what's going on? I'm like nothing, honey. Just my PS4 running an exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> the machine it was designed to play on. Exactly this yes, machine really. only. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine what they will do with the the rumble and the triggers though for that combat on PS5? Like mm, I, I'm yeah. thinking of cool stuff is possible. So possibly. Yeah, yeah, we'll it's obviously very excited for new content too. I, I didn't look too much into this. It looks like the location is different. It's a different island. The, it's icky. But the, the the protagonist is still with us, I believe, in the canonical ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, And like it, it seemed open ended and, and, and uh open ended in what's the word I'm looking for here? Like there should be a follow up to this game in some shape or form. It'd be weird if it was a different land with the same with the same character, would it not? That that's all I want out of this though, is just give me because remember, the first game had two kind of islands, right, and three or four distinct yeah, like three areas. Kind of biomes. Yeah. You know? I mean, it it would make sense after the the end of that game for him to want to leave Tsushima. I'll say yes. that. So for him to travel makes perfect sense. Yeah. So if it's just that, if it's literally the same template of game, like just with different missions and then in a new setting, like I will easily pay for that. Like, please give me more of that game. You know, because. It's really good. It will be the perfect thing to convince me to buy it on a PS5 is just like a whole other pretty game to play also. Not not to like like harp on this, how wonderful this game is even more. You remember how optimized the load times were in that game? Oh god, there yeah, there's really no load times. Yeah. yeah, it'll be like it'll be instantaneous fast travel. Miles Morales was the same way. You get on the subway and you're like off yeah. the subway. It's amazing. Oh no, no, like Ghost of Tsushima on a PS4 like 
there wasn't even enough time for a subway sequence. It was like one of the most re- remarkable things they optimized in that game, how fast the fast travel was. And uh, I, I would love to see that on PS5. That could be literally instantaneous. Makes me want to wait to pick it up. I yeah. want to say for the Spider-Man remaster, that was an option you had to check. Like, yes, I still want to see the fun subway sequences yeah. because the I... load is so quick. But uh, yeah. Um, so another other Sony first party news, uh, they acquired what I would have called a second party developer and possibly another one. So they definitely acquired Housemark, uh, oh. creators of Returnal. Uh, most recently, um, and then, that is two wrestling terms in one title. It, this is true, uh, <laughs> House and Mark. But then um, they possibly have acquired Blue Point Games, uh, makers of oh. kind of all the best they remasters that we've seen on PlayStation. This was leaked on a Sony Japan account, and then they quickly took it down. But it's like you don't prep that image that has the Demon Souls logo and shit unless something I'm, is I'm, happening. You know? I'm shocked they weren't exclusive. Under them already, they own they like they not only only make Sony games. You could argue that uh, a Returnal was going to hit other platforms, and maybe Sony swooped in like not now. But uh, but Blue Point only made Sony exclusives. Yeah, like, Sh- Shadow of the Colossus remake, the Uncharted mm-hmm. collection, like they uh, Demon Souls. Like I heard they about are... that Metal Gear One rumor for like three years. Yeah. From yeah, their 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 job is to Good make and... five year remakes for Sony platforms. That can't go anywhere else. I think strategically, it makes perfect sense for Sony to keep someone like that in-house. I'm shocked they didn't own them already. You can bet a lot of their strategy for PS5 is to probably go back with some games from previous generations and do remasters. Because, like, Sony invests a lot of money in their first-party games and probably wants to get as much out of those as they can. So, yeah, I, I think it makes sense if that's the case. But the one that's definite that also makes sense is Housemark, And Housemark also felt like first party anyway it's like they've they'd only been releasing on sony platform resogun so. was so goddamn good that was yeah. that's them that's them yeah. oh, wow that's them that's that uh, P- is that a ps3 launch title four 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 hmm. okay their sorry, whole PS4. thing like returnal was this big departure for them but like their whole studio identity uh because i saw a quote where the guy's talking about it is they're they're all about gameplay it's like gameplay above everything yes. else and returnal was like them figuring out how to graft good gameplay onto like a triple A looking big feeling game versus, you know, kind of arcadey titles that were there before. And it, and it mm-hmm. fucking worked, man. Like it's a lot of people's, uh, one of their games of the year. So. I have nothing, I have nothing bad to say about Return. I have a million good things to say about it. It is yeah. so, it's actually like low key my game of the year for sure. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then last bit of news, Xbox Cloud Gaming, xCloud, whatever you want to call it, is now officially out of beta. It's available to all Game Pass Ultimate subscribers. Uh, I tested it out on my PC. I mean, the way you run it is fucking amazing. It's just in a browser window. You just go to like xbox.com. I want to say it's like the slash play or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. If your controller's plugged in, it automatically detects it. And you just pick the game you want to play and boom, you're playing it. Uh, I was playing a fighting game. I was playing Marvel vs. Capcom uh, Infinite just to test it out. And yeah, there was some, you know, lag and stuff like that, but it worked. It worked quite well. And I'm like, yeah, this, I even, I invested in one of those, like, I think, Michael, you have one. It's like a clip onto your controller that then holds your iPhone. Because that's mm-hmm. the big, that's yeah. a big draw is you can, it's not a native app on iPhones, but you just pull it up in your iPhone browser, yeah, like the URL. Yeah, yeah, you have to and do it, it with Stadia too. Exactly, it just launches the game, and you just connect your Xbox controller via Bluetooth to your iPhone, and 
you're sitting there, you know, you can walk around your house assuming you have a good enough internet connection and and stream Xbox games. And it's all, you know, with the save system, it's no, all no, seamless, no. right? Here, here, like, here was my goal forever. And I don't have any of this stuff to do it right now, including the main one. I want to play current-gen gaming in a hammock. Yeah. That's it. Which you can, because they, they upgraded yeah. the tech to, to be Xbox Series X. Like, this is, Chris, I hate to say it, but, mm. like, for people who don't have next-gen consoles, this is a way they can man. play those games right now. So, so like, I, I do want to ask for clarification. I meant to look into this before the show. Like, where what is the con- your console playing this game, or is this coming from uploaded save data from a server on Microsoft? They have their own sort of, like, proprietary, like, special versions of the consoles that are, like, running the game Natively. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's way better. Pretty- I did not. I just didn't want it using my internet to like. <laughs> I, I don't blame you because when they announced XCloud, part of the announcement at the time was, "Oh, you're going to stream some stuff from your console, like how Sony used to do it with like the remote play and shit." Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've they've stepped away from that, and now it's straight up just like a Stadia yeah, thing. It, it, that cuts out one uh, one channel of latency barrier. If they're not, they're yeah. just using your save data from whatever server farm you're contacting instead of contacting your home and charging you. If I'm in my home playing, streaming a game from my console, that would charge me twice <laughs> for the same gameplay. Honestly, yeah. my Xbox even. is slain it. I think this could be yeah, the one that finally is the one that picks. Game Pass but, already is like stupid. Like, I don't under, I, I literally don't understand how it makes money, but it, it is, it is. Oh, uh, I, I know how it makes money. Think of how many people are subscribing to that thing at 15 bucks a month or whatever, right? And then, like... Yeah, but I think it's still on that Netflix model. Like, it probably doesn't make money yet, but it's it's building it a subscriber yeah. base, and they're and every year they're going to ra- raise that shit a dollar until right now, like I am with Netflix, like, how did we go from five ninety nine to nineteen ninety nine? That seemed to happen yeah. so fast. I just and, spend zero dollars on Xbox, and I spend... And I have an Xbox, and I play it all the time, but my PlayStation, mm-hmm. I've already spent... On my PS5, you know, a hundred and right, yeah, but it's all included $200. with your Xbox. But that's the thing is, over time, it's fifteen bucks a month. You will yeah, spend more and not realize you're doing. If it. if like you that's... don't have an Xbox Series X, this is finally your chance to play exciting exclusives like the Medium and nothing else. <gasps> Which I believe is is, is going non exclusive. Yeah, yeah, well, I know it's on PC. It's on PC, least. yeah. And they're so probably you, making uh, Silent Hill now, too. Yeah, yeah, Team Blueberry Oh, that's, team. yeah, there, there's that other rumor, yeah, that the Bluebird is partnering with Konami, whatever that means, and everyone thinks it means Silent Hill. God, shout-outs to the abandoned devs. What a crazy thing that was. Well, I mean, to be, to be fair, Medium <laughs> was already, like, this is sort of low-key a Silent Hill game um, in the way that, like, you switch between, like, the real world and this, you know, dark mirror world. True. But, uh, yeah, it's like, eh, it could, it needs, like, more gameplay to be a Silent Hill game, I think. Yeah. Yeah, my problem with that game, I couldn't get into it because it was very, very slow. It's mm-hmm. a lot of walking around. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's all the news that is fit to play. Well, let's move on to the community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Uh, last week's question of the week was very specific. What abandoned Electronic Arts IP do you hope they reveal at their EA Play event in July? Going on rumor that they would bring back some long-forgotten IP. It's um, Dead Space. They're they're bringing is, back Dead Space. Is it dead, have they confirmed that? Or? So one of the guys who initially broke it, Jeff Grubb, was on the Giant Bombcast this week, and he's basically saying, yeah, I didn't want to say the name at first, but everyone else kind of ran with the story, and he's pretty much saying, yeah, it's Dead Space. Hmm. Oh. 
I would have said System Shock was would be my answer. Oh, oh I hate it. I think somebody right. is bringing back System Shock. Yeah. There's like a remake in the works. It's like it's like in Limbo. This this one's uh, it's supposed to be EA Motive. The people who did uh, Squadrons, Star Wars Squadrons, is supposedly working on this that next game. Had Space no Soul business scene. being as good as it was. No, Squadrons, yeah. Squadrons yeah. is great. What about you, Alex? What was what's your what's your guess of what or what would you want it to be? System Shock would be what I would want it to be, or Skate or Die. Fuck Skate. Oh, fuck Skate oh, or Die. Yeah. Fuck Skate. Bring back Skate or Die. Was that them? Or was that Konami? I, I don't know. I, for some reason, Ultra in my games. Mind, remember, for, for, for some reason, it's it's EA in my mind. But I'm crazy. Yeah. I might be crazy. Could be. Probably was on on Apple too or whatever. Um. Anyway, uh, first to answer on VegaGamePocalypse.com was favorite Centaur Mo, who says, "I'm hoping they do something with Command and Conquer." The remake last year was pretty good, so it would be cool if they remaster Red Alert 2. And to to which I would respond, it's not that, but I think it is dead space. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) From Twitter, Jedwards245 says, I am really hoping for a sequel to The Simpsons game. Although it's not the best Simpsons game, it has some bad game design. I think that The Simpsons need another game besides Tapped Out in 2013. It would be nice to see them fill it with references from the Man, past years. Can you can you imagine how much better? I think the Simpsons game is great. We streamed it a number of is times. Is that the it's GTA really, one? No, no, it's it's the the 2006 EA one. The one that but was has, like vaguely a movie tie-in. The one that's yes. got the yellow box. I'm tripping. Yes, yeah, okay. but it has like it has like an incredible voice cast. Will Wright is in the game for some reason. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it's so funny. And so well written, um, but the gameplay is like it was ten years old at the time. A, mm. Kind of a bad platformer. I, I can you imagine how much better a sequel would have been to this game? I, sorry, I'm, I'm just asking the audience out there who like everything that's sort of in the game, but not the game itself. Yeah, um, it, it's so huge with references to a show that at that point was twenty five years old. <laughs> Um, wait, kind of surprised it's been at, at EA and they never went and did The Simpsons. Hey, Yo, come on. Bring Maxis on. in on that shit. That is how you get promoted to head of Maxis. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that big position. Yeah. That, <laughs> if it exists. Um, uh, JD Bluffington says, I would like to see Tony Hawk 1 and 2 treatment. Oh, you good idea. S for SSX. And tricky for no. EA Big. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and and for every platform but Mario and Peach on Switch, like from Tricky on GameCube, Kratos on PlayStation, Master Chief on Xbox, and Sexy Clippy for PC. <laughs> uh, that didn't actually, they didn't have any platform exclusive characters, did they, other than Mario and Peach? It looks like you're trying to draw tits on me. They did not. Some help? I think he's wanting like the Soul Calibur strategy. I just want yeah. to know what sexy Clippy would it have like the shape of a dong like bent into the Clippy <laughs> yes. at the bottom. Like, no, we know now all he has to be is nine feet tall. Would you like me to step on your balls? <laughs> I can step on your balls. I like if they if they were to do that and they got Kratos in the game, I demand that he have voice lines where he like calls out tricks and stuff. <laughs> Steel fish. <laughs> they should just do the 50, same 50. exclusive characters Boy. from Soul Calibur mm-hmm. Two. Exactly. Yeah. Weird Viking spawn. Uh. Boy, watch me do this goofy footed. <laughs> <laughs> goofy. 
On the official Lazy Time community, Carrie Chandler says, Neuromancer, I've never played EA's Commodore 64 game, but I love the book. No, Cyberpunk 2077 doesn't really count for several reasons, the biggest being that it's missing jacking into cyberspace. I'd love to see a next-gen take (laughs) on this world. You can jack into cyberspace anytime you want. Go yeah, play Hypnospace Outlaw. It's the greatest Most people game use of the it year. for. <laughs> Jacking in. <laughs> Andrew Harbour says EA needs to quit being a bunch of cowards and bring back my main man Polterguy in a brand new haunting title. <laughs> the amount of hours my brother and I poured into terrorizing that crooked prick Vito Sardini and his hideous <laughs> chud family are incalculable. And seeing the concept brought to life with fancy new graphics and a couple decades of new horror references would be pretty sweet. Consolation Prize would be a kick-ass new Wing Commander. Oh, I want to have a beer with Andrew Harbour. Yeah, he got some good fucking ideas, man. <laughs> a kick-ass Holden new guy. Wing Commander is just like a great thing to throw in at the end. <laughs> yeah. Ah, fantastic. So new question of the week. No video responses this week. Weird. Uh, new question of the week. What is your personal game of the year so far, um, I think for me, like I want to, I want to have a little shout out to uh, Record of Lodos War: Delit in Wonder Labyrinth, which is a legit uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night alike. That, Did that is finally this, come out. It's finally done. Oh my god! I'm getting that immediately after the yeah, show's it's, over. It's fantastic. It's relatively short. It has really cool puzzles that revolve around bow physics and bouncing arrows off of metal plates. And uh, Lodos War, I'm, I've never, I don't really know that much about it. I do know that, like, it started with a Dungeons and Dragons game that one of the players turned into a novel, which then got turned into an anime, which now decades later has been turned into this indie video game, this this Metroidvania that is fantastic. Um, it's a great anime. It's yeah. it's super tight. At least when I watch it, when I was like. 13 years old when I was renting that and Ninja Scroll all the time. Nice. I'll take your word for it. Maybe I'll watch it someday. Who knows? Um, but the other, there's another big one, and that is Valheim, which completely consumed uh, a chunk of, like, from, from, like, March through April. It was just, like, just Valheim constantly. I don't want to do anything else. There's something so infinitely fascinating and, and satisfying about exploring that world and chopping down trees and not getting crushed by the falling trees, and then turning the trees into a house that you build and then have to defend from gigantic trolls who just want to completely push your shit in, and uh, then building boats and getting eaten by a sea monster, and then having to figure out a way to make your way halfway across the world to retrieve your stuff from the middle of the ocean and not get eaten by a different sea monster. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's even better if you play... With friends, or so I hear, but I had plenty of fun just soloing the hell out of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only reason I haven't put more time into it is it's early access, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, I really oh, enjoy it. janky as hell. I, I enjoy the time I had with it, and I'm like, I can't wait for this to be done. It's like it's like the Hades thing, right? It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. Hades was good when they launched it, but it was amazing when they officially launched it, and that's kind of what I think is going to happen with Valheim. Because so. the success of that game is just basically enabled that team now to have such a different roadmap with they way more be shit rolling you know? in it at mm-hmm. yeah point. yeah yeah so and and i'm not proud to admit i did have to cheat to find what is currently the final boss 
because it's like, well, they, they make you explore this incredibly hostile biome called the Plains to find him. And he is in very few spots in this. So it's like, uh, is it in this planes? No. Is it in this planes? I went through like five or six of them just exploring organically before I said, fuck it, typed in a cheat that let me just freely fly around the world. And I ended up going in completely the wrong direction and finding like, oh, there's like a, a biome that's just like a misty forest filled with giant spider webs. And then beyond that, there's like an Arctic biome. And then there's like a fire biome. And none of these are really populated yet. So, but they're yeah, there. It's, it's going to be weird. bigger. That That's why I'm like hesitant to play. But yeah, what I played is just like, fuck, it's already, there's like hours and hours worth of entertainment in that early access version. Oh yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But somebody else go. Mine is a kind of a similar thing. Indie game as well. I don't know why. I don't know how this happened, but Loop Hero so far has ended up being one of my favorite games of the past several years. And it's just such... I mean, we've talked about it on the show, so go back and listen, because it's so hard to describe to you in, like, under five minutes exactly what Loop Hero is, but it's, like, it, it's, I, there's nothing else like it, and it's just really fucking fun, and... Neat. It's just neat as hell. It's neat as hell. It scratches all of my kind of roguelike instincts of, like, yeah, I like, I like the, the run aspect of it. It's got weird deck building stuff going on. Uh, I, I love the vibe of the graphics and, like, even the fucking font. You're like, this feels like an Apple IIe game sometimes when I load this shit up. Like, hmm. I'm so down for it. And, and again, another fucking amazing game that was un under, like, 20 bucks. Like, yes, please make more of these types of things. So, uh, yeah, Loop Hero for me. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a really, it's just neat. Uh, speaking of roguelikes, uh, Returnal, yeah, uh, is absolutely my game of the year. Uh, it has really good controls, and you can forgive it for like leading you to believe that it's something like Gears of War or Resident Evil. Depending on how good it, you get at the game, like you think it's one type of game in a game in a game, until you realize that like when you play a game and then you like imagine what you would do if you were really good at the game and you could do anything that you wanted and like that's the level that the game is at like what you were saying earlier about them being like gameplay like it is so fast it is so accurate they have this really uh cool thing that's like very PS5-y where you like half press the the ADS button to like ADS and then you pull it all the way to initialize your secondary mm -hmm. and you can just basically like fly around slaughtering dudes. They give you a sick ass sword that does way too much damage. And by the time I'm, I haven't even beat the game, honestly, I'm just having so much fun, like slicing through it and slowly ascending, uh, through the levels. And also somehow they threw in like one of those weird, like Euro horror PC PT game ripoffs into the mm -hmm. game. That's pretty yeah. good too. And, uh, the the writing is really interesting and it's not Brienne of Tarth but it just like lets me imagine that it is somehow <laughs> um and uh i don't know housemark really nailed it and i also want to just say just while i have the the floor for a second that like the really cool thing about it, it as a next gen game is like if you think of other games like this like dead cells or binding of isaac or any of the other like really popular roguelikes out there or roguelites let's say just so mm -hmm. that people don't go murder me in the streets when they see me uh, is that like all those games look like Super Nintendo games or PS1 games at the very best or you know something like that this is like doing it with that same level of like quickness and that same level of like your dad come back to life the same exact thing except it looks like the best PS4 game that you've ever seen 
they yeah they no. made a triple a roguelite yeah. Uh, yeah it's wild like how did they yeah, let them do truly, that <laughs> yeah it's truly just an evolution that was enabled by the tech and it's yeah. it's awesome for that it's awesome for that um i don't really have any but i i did want to we reached out to a lot of people to vote on this, and I don't know if I can call out one of uh, old Laser Time alumnus who I haven't played Chicory, a colorful tale yet, hmm. but that was voted for. In it, like I like I'd have to zoom him. Like really, why? Tell me more. But it's not uncommon for him to choose a game like that. Uh, but yeah, I haven't heard a ton of people advocating for that. I just heard of it two weeks ago. Um, yeah, well, it came it out like two weeks ago, and I was playing yeah. it at my parents' house, and it's like, yeah, this is. This is pretty good. It's like a it's a fun little Zelda like. It kind of reminds me of Minute. Uh, you get to paint the world around you. It has interesting things to say about creativity and depression and the nature of art. Music. Yeah, it's 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 a really fun game. I mean, it didn't it didn't grab me so hard that I thought like, yes, this is one of the five best games this right. year. But somebody did, and it might be something mm-hmm. with a story. And all I had that didn't make the list was like that I liked was Mario Golf. And even that is like the shittiest Nintendo first party <laughs> game in years. It, 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 it is, we forgot about Super like Mario Party. Mm. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> we all forgot about Super Mario Party. Yeah. Now updated. Hmm. But yeah, uh, what's your game of the? It was better than my question of the week. While I was I was scrolling through something and it's like leaked Xbox mini console, like uh, Xbox <laughs> mini console comes standard with Jet Set Radio Future, Crimson Skies, Halo Two. And it's just like no, this is a this is total bullshit. Yeah. No way! Mm. I thought the Turbo Graphics was bullshit too, but that turned out to be real. That's true. Yeah. That's true. After a couple of months, I got mine. Yeah, but I only wanted to say because Alex is rocking an awesome Neo Geo shirt. My my only USB C <laughs> charging cable in the house now is from that Neo Geo Mini mm-hmm. arcade console. So everything has my Switch. All my Switch stuff has to charge <laughs> with a plug that has a Neo Geo logo on the tip. Hell it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> nice. So what is your game of the half year or game of the year so far? Uh, let us know. Go to vidgigamepocalypse.com. Answer under the comments for episode 426. Alternately, you can visit the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect the best answers and read them on next week's show. Uh, so that has been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Alex, once again, where can people find you? If you want to find out what happens when a bunch of free-thinking Rosicrucians Ooh. team up with the prosecuted English Catholics in the 16th century and create an artifact so powerful that its effects reverberate into the 1980s, Head to the Chiluminati podcast where Michael and I will once again embark on that exact quest and find all the answers that we've been looking for. God damn, that was a great intro. <laughs> right there. God, that's why I love Alex. He's so much better at this. Yes. <laughs> Chris, what do you got? Oh, we have to plug? Uh, hopefully I'll have that a Laser Time with us out, new 30 2010s. Bonus time with you guys talking about Bo Burnham special, uh, liberal Bonus burns, time. and a very, very quick Fast and the Furious 9 appraisal with no spoilers, I might add. I just, I'm not on Twitter, and if no one has pointed out that Charlize Theron's hair looks like Simple Jack, I really want to get that, I want to get that moving, I want to get that moving forever. Uh, 
I gotta her see hair is so simple, Jack, it makes my eyes rain. Could not, yeah, could not see it after you said that to me the whole movie. I'm like, thanks, Chris. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> thanks for simple, Jack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll plug. So Michael and I do appear on that recent bonus time. There's also uh, other stuff I, I've i been kind of going back and putting up um, some previous Monday Night Movie commentaries that I'd recorded with Chris and some others uh, earlier this year and last year just to, to get them up there on the Patreon for you guys. So you might you might see those coming out every so often. So um, you can only get those if you are a Patreon subscriber at the $5 or more level. That is patreon.com slash laser time and then you can go ahead and follow me on twitter at maddie c allen now as always you can find us online at vigigameapocalypse.com or on twitter at vg apocalypse and you can also find me personally on twitter at wikiparas that's w-i-k-i-p-a-r-a-z anyway that's been our show thanks for listening everybody we'll see you next week the sound michael all right bang <laughs> space that's <Yeah>, pretty, <laughs> <was> pretty solid <laughs> <laughs>